0: Podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media as too bizarre, normal, or off kilter for contemporary audiences. Sometimes these projects gel, sometimes they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm Zach,
1: and maybe we're dead. Maybe we died and ended up in a musical, aka maybe Rob has died and ended up in Zach's dancing purgatory. <laughs> this is our third week into dancing dysentery is that what this what is this series called i can't every week i can't remember it
0: dancing december plus
1: oh that's right i had to go to disney plus to watch this and zach has an excuse to tell me to watch the mandalorian and i'm not happy about it but at least this week we're doing a double feature there's plenty of stuff to talk about we are doing what I called, at least in my notes, before I watched these movies, the Teen Beach movies. Turns out that there's Teen Beach movie and Teen Beach 2. The second one isn't even a Teen Beach movie. No, just a Teen Beach number two. One of My big note at the start of the second movie is, wait, this is just called Teen Beach 2? <laughs> there's no movie? <laughs>
0: there's no movie, it's just Teens in the Beach.
1: I I I have to say Zach, I know we'll get into it. We're going to we're going to dissect these two movies to a great extent, but I have to say wonderful. I had <laughs> so much fun watching these movies. I had so much fun making fun of them. I also want to bring up the fact that I think this might be the first time in music movie history, not just this series, not just you know, what you've made me watch on Disney Channel, but all of the music movies we've done of the ones that you've told me about. So, you know, this doesn't count, you know, Frank Ocean, Animal Collective. Those were my inspired ones. I love the music in these movies. I love this kind of, you know, like 60s beach flair. It's almost like we have a a twist together of a cheap trick and Mott the Hoople. Like this is great! I loved these songs, Zach. So I hope you're happy about that.
0: That 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 is throwing me for a loop, folks. <laughs> I was not expecting that.
1: The cruising for a bruising song in the first one? Wonderful. Absolutely cruising wonderful. Oh,
0: this
2: is Big Mama's, the restaurant where the surfers and bikers all hang.
3: What bikers?
2: Each gang wants the other one gone so the others can have it for themselves. Here comes Butchie, the leader of the motorcycle gang, the rodents.
3: The rodents?
2: was that? So we landed in the middle of a Serpent turf war? Yeah. Thought I smelled something fishy. Rodents. I know I should have laid some traps. Thought you were exterminated.
1: And I thought you ciphers was all washed up. Yeah, cause clearly uses drips.
2: You should make like the ocean and wave goodbye. (laughs) Cause Butchie wants this place to himself. Yeah, Butchie wants this place all to himself. Yeah, Butchie wants. Ooh. They does not lie. Sorry, (laughs) but Big Mamas is a perfect hangout. We want it all to ours, so... Well, I'm so very sorry, but that might not probably happen. Excuse me. 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 What? I'll show you what. back why you'll see
3: you better run 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 here we come reving our engines under the sun you're cruising
0: speechless, folks. I was not anticipating
1: this. I am so excited to talk about this because not only are the goofy movies, like I said, but I love the music. I really also have to give a shout-out to the fact that, just like we discussed in our uh, Cheetah Girls episode, Growl Power, I thought it was really cool that we finally had representation for a mentally handicapped person. I think it was a very bold move, yet a strong move, that for the Teen Beach movies, the, they cast as the lead actress a oh, literal God. squirrel. I am so happy that we have a squirrel playing a character in this movie. And I'm not saying this, audience, I'm not saying this to be facetious. You go on Disney+, Plus. you go on your torrent sites, wherever, get a copy of Teen Beach movie. The lead woman is a physical squirrel. And she's so, I mean, I'm glad they dubbed her voiceover for the songs, but in every other scene, literally, uh, uh, our, I think uh, Brady is our main male character. He says something to the squirrel, and the squirrel is on cue. She goes, t- and it's, it's fantastic. S- this, this squirrel <laughs> is amazing. Zach, plus, on the squirrel, we have to talk about the squirrel. like I I said before we started recording I have no clue why I'm so punchy in this series (laughs) but she is literally a squirrel I'm not kidding there's a physical squirrel in in both of these movies they bring the squirrel back and the squirrel doesn't even look like it's a different squirrel it's the same squirrel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah Barry Bostwick's in this too <laughs> oh my god um
0: oh god folks I, how do you how do you follow that up how, how am I supposed to follow tune that up tune in
1: next week when we discuss Wonder Woman
0: <laughs> um Okay, we're going to go directly into context, because I have no comment on that, and I've got a feeling it's going to become the hallmark of this discussion. It is so. a
1: squirrel. You have to agree. I mean, I want your confirmation that I'm not making this up. There is a literal, physical squirrel in this movie. Sized, it's, it's like the turkey from Thanksgiving, when the girl has to bend down to talk to the turkey, and she thinks it's her father. They have to get on the squirrel's level. Agree with me, Zach. Let the audience know, I'm not making this up. It's a fucking squirrel.
0: (laughs) Rob, why do you think the actress Maya Mitchell
1: is a squirrel? I mean, because I have eyes and I can see a squirrel. It's like, do you look at a moose and go, that's a wolf? You look at a squirrel, you know it's a squirrel, right?
0: Oh, my God oh my god all the way this all the ways this discussion was going to go i never anticipated this
1: um zach's no, like folks, rob and i talked for about an hour before this and uh i, I can't believe he was able to save this for this recording
0: yes. <laughs> i'm rob a professional not like... Zach <laughs> <laughs> yes you are in the worst way possible um okay so i found these movies these the first movie came out in 2013 second movie came out in 2015. I found these, I found the first movie, like, in the fall of 2013, found the soundtrack, absolutely love the soundtrack, because as we discussed in previous episodes, anything that has Disney Channel-type <laughs> pop, yeah. I just latch onto, like, uh, like a squirrel onto an acorn, um, <laughs> to, keep, to, to keep it topical, and I, I, I thought it was great, watched the movie, what's weird is that I think this might be one of the few times I've actually watched both of these movies in HD, because, like... I had like when they would air like on television, it was presented in HD, but then like I burned them to a DVD and that's how I ever how I usually watched them until Disney Plus. And so it was weird to see both of these movies in HD. So maybe that's the reason why I never noticed that there was a live squirrel on screen that maybe my, my I had goosebumps vision. Okay. So maybe I couldn't tell what the I couldn't I couldn't discern the uh, the features of the squirrel.
1: Well, well, did you. Even when you were watching this not in HD, didn't you notice that they were clearly paying the squirrel with acorns, and the squirrel was hiding them in its cheeks for the entire movie? Like, I, 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 I'm kind of baffled that you didn't pick up on this. Like, it is, it is a squirrel hiding its paycheck because it thought it might get fired at any moment. Oh,
0: my God. So a couple of years later when I – when they announced that they were doing a sequel, I remember like f- finding the soundtrack the day it was released because of Spotify Ooh. and I thought the soundtrack was not as much fun but it still had some good bangers. But the thing that caught me when I watched this – I watched this premiere live on Disney Channel in 2015. I was on the hype train, folks. <laughs> and the thing that I've always known this movie for until the fact that they apparently casted a squirrel as the lead ingenue. Bold move. Was the f- bold move keep it together Zach keep it the together. dude the
1: main dude so we have Brady and the squirrel I also want to mention <laughs> Brady looks incredibly like a young David Bowie and I think that works in this movie I mean if you're going to cast David Bowie in a role he's either going to be a giant boiler or the person next to a squirrel it makes sense <laughs> and I'm barry really boswick's in folks. this too don't worry don't forget about that
0: <laughs> folks i'm dying to know how much longer he's going to keep this shtick going the fact that they cast the live squirrel as the main <laughs> love interest <laughs> i'm dying to know how about how long he can keep this going um yeah oh my god i didn't know where i was going rob what <laughs> okay. i won
1: this episode of cinematics <laughs> yes you did yes you did
0: that's how you win cinema. These folks just blindside Zach with your
1: reverence, and, you're, and he's done.
0: Okay, I I want known, and maybe this says something for maybe some weird sort of thing I have for rodents. But like I've always found Maya Mitchell in these movies like insanely attractive.
1: Who's that? Is it a squirrel? <laughs> that sounds like a squirrel name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Rob. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I watched the credits for both of these movies, and, um, at the end, you know, it says that Mac is played by the Squirrel, so, I don't know who this, Maya, Maya Mitchell, what did you say? Um, no, should we, this is something I've asked you a lot on this series as we've gone through these, uh, these decoms. Is this something that we should give a plot breakdown for? Yeah. Is this yes, something that we should means. do Teen Beach Movie 1 and 2 separately, or are we Getting into both of them because they're so ridiculously connected. Uh what are, what are you thought? How do we how do we break this down? Give I it. guess, context wise, I have never seen these movies before. I had never even heard of them before Zach told me we were discussing them. This is well beyond my time in the Disney Channel original movie canon. Um, so how do we break this down, Zach? Rob, give okay.
0: Oh, God, we can't have Rob do a synopsis Because he's going to go even further into the squirrel nonsense The
1: squirrel's not stopping <laughs>
0: Alright, plot synopsis of Teen Beach movie In Teen Beach 2 uh, The first movie is about Mac and Brady They, it, it's, okay Squirrel nonsense aside they <laughs> it's it's the weirdest Relationship ever put to film Because I can't tell what their Connection is um, They're apparently two teenagers And they both like to surf Something, something happens. They get sucked into Brady's favorite movie. It's not Mac's favorite movie, despite the fact that, like, she she was – they both met each other through the movie. They get put into Wet Side Story, greatest fake movie title ever, and they, like – because of their presence in there, basically Wet Side Story is West Side Story, but with cardboard cutouts as actors, and (laughs) – and after Don't the entire movie. you
1: dare speak ill of Grace Phipps. Layla. Layla. I looked this up, so I'm not being a creep. She Grace was 20 Phipps. at the time of this filming. Grace Phipps <laughs> is the most amazing woman I've seen in a while. When she does that hip bump on the 24-cent jukebox... The jukebox cost 24 cents. Who the fuck has a 24 cent coin? Nobody does except Layla. Beautiful. Beautiful. The only thing she was missing, which I'm very upset about because it was the 60s, is a cigarette.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, does she She but- is not a cardboard cutout as we see in the sequel. She's her no. own goddamn independent woman that doesn't need no cigarette
0: <laughs> no uh Tanner is a cardboard
1: cutout um... what
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god he's you know, the Sims, they make him even more somehow they make him even more two dimensional in the second movie. Um... I
1: liked him better in the first movie because he's so goddamn vapid it's actually interesting in the first movie in the like... second movie, he has like shit to do and I'm like, no, just make him an idiot. <laughs>
0: Um, but because of Brady and Mac being in being sucked into the movie world, they influence the plot, which kind of does this weird Back to the Future thing to them where, like, they'll start to, like, disappear and change and they become more and more kind of, what, in, like, sucked into the world of the movie.
3: Yeah,
1: thank you for mentioning Back to the Future because my note is literally – did this movie just turn into Back to the Future when the, when the wetsuit disappears? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that happens. Some other sort of, like, Disney Channel movie shenanigans happens. There's, like, a B-plot of, like, an evil scientist and a real estate developer trying to, uh, like, turn the weather bad so Big Mama <laughs> Shack gets, like like,
1: flooded. Well, they want the whole beach to be flooded because they want to develop it. Like you said, developer. We have to mention that this evil developer... His name in the movie is Les Camembert, played by Steve Valentine. If anybody knows who Steve Valentine is, he's been nothing but a musician. Sorry, magician. I wrote that wrong in my notes. In both House and Monk. Like, he is typecast as a magician for years, and then he plays this role. Les Camembert. Camembert's a cheese. Are you aware of that, Zach?
0: Well, did you also pick up... yes, I am aware of that. Did you also pick up what Max Ant's name is?
1: Max Ant. Remember the aunt that keeps Yeah, the Suzanne drag her Cryer. Often? It's Suzanne Cryer. Um Her
0: name is Aunt Toinette.
1: Oh, I did not pick up on that. I think I was so blown away by the fact that Suzanne Cryer was in a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> I mean lost. Who, who knows Suzanne Cryer? I mean, she's what? She's Lori Bream from Silicon Valley because the Peter Thiel surrogate died after the first season, so they had her come on. That's what I know her from. I did not pick up on that. She is terrible. Suzanne Cryer is the opposing force, I think, or maybe an equal force to Amelia Clark. It's not that she doesn't know how to use her voice, she just has a terrible voice. I hate Suzanne Cryer. <laughs>
0: the more you know um so basically through different stuff
1: you need to go to college and i'm like shut up get out of this movie (laughs) surprise well aren't you going to give your aunt antoinette a hug
2: (sighs) oh wow you are so grown up you look absolutely unacceptable what not you dear Tell him the offer is unacceptable. It's good to see you, Mackenzie. What are you doing here? I thought you were coming tomorrow. Well, you thought wrong. We are leaving tomorrow. I hope you've packed.
0: Um, But there's a B-plot of a real estate developer and the the cartoonist scientist trying to make bad weather to make the beach weather horrible, which you would think would be counterintuitive to a, what, Condo development or beach resort, I, I, I it doesn't make sense. Well, but he whatever. wants
1: to, he wants to only make the weather bad for a little bit of time to drive people away, right?
0: Oh, is that, yeah, but like if it's going to draw people away, it's going to take a while to get them back.
1: I mean, if you're a bad salesman, maybe, <laughs> but if you're a good salesman, you know, maybe, maybe he wants to make it a timeshare deal and he's going to do all those, you know, seminars. <laughs>
0: Maybe, but they realize that, um, like in, in, weird sort of, like at one point we have a scene in this where, uh, what's, what's the guy, that's the thing. I can't even know the characters' names because they're not characters. This is the Brady... theme
1: of this entire series. You picked all these movies and you don't know any of the characters' names, Zach.
0: <laughs> I know them, how they look. Like they're just like, it's like love interest one, love interest <laughs> two, B plot character, C plot character. Um, like we have Layla's brother who literally does nothing in either one of the movies, Butchie, Butchie, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, we have token black man who does nothing but just kind of walk. Over. We have token black man the C-Cat. first movie. We have... Then we have yes, yeah, sea cat, and we have token black man in the second movie, but it's his best friend. Yes. Oh, that hair.
1: I don't know that character's name. That character's a literal nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that character is so fucking bad and stupid. I do not like it at all. Uh, but Sea Cat is the is the first movie's black man. I'll probably edit that chunk out.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, Brady and Mack get kidnapped by the scientists and real or yeah, mad scientist and real estate developer. They get tied up to the weather machine. The bikers and, and surfers basically sit there, like storm the lighthouse. They. There's a comical scene where they're literally beating up the weather machine with just like – like it's the most just comical like let's beat up the machine. They're just hitting it with different objects and nothing happens. (laughs) Until someone busts
1: out a fucking bobby pin.
0: (laughs) Yes. And then the lighthouse literally explodes.
1: I have to say, Zach, I loved this first movie. Loved it. I thought it was so charming. Did I explain the
0: plot of it though? Did I explain the plot of it? But we talk about the ending.
1: I mean, yeah, you just you just gave like the whole synopsis. I mean, the only thing you missed is that with everything you described, which you can describe in five minutes, there's music in between.
0: <laughs> no, but the ending is that Brady and Mac go back to reality because they have what the, the surfboard, the magic surfboard. Well, this, the magic is the
1: stu- this is the worst thing about the second movie. Is that it doesn't pick up where the first movie leaves off. There's an overlap. I, I hate that. I hated that fact.
0: Well, that's the thing. There's a post credit scene of all the characters like coming out of the water soaking yeah. wet and they're like and they're like, yo, like they see a guy with like a what spiked mohawk and he's like, Yo, use my phone, son. And they're like, what? And then it just like it, smash cuts to black.
1: That is the were at the of course, as you said, at the end of the first movie. Our true ending is when Brady and the squirrel get back to reality. But then there, like you said, there's the post credit scene that shows characters, four characters from the movie universe, coming into reality. And the second movie doesn't acknowledge that. That is the biggest problem with the second movie. That it should have just fucking started when you have those four characters coming to the real world but instead it takes 30 minutes and expositional scenes for our characters from the movie to find the necklace and get into the real world and i it's it's what it's Tanner and Layla that get into the real world and i'm like okay well fuck us fuck us for watching the first post credit scene that's the big problem with Teen Beach movie 2 which isn't even called Teen Beach movie 2 it's Teen Beach 2 i I love the first one. I hate the second one.
0: Second one. The second one is if somebody... Like, you know what the second one feels like? It feels like, okay, this first cancer. one made a lot of... <laughs> it, feels, it feels like it cancer. It feels
1: like literally having cirrhosis. <laughs> it's like you don't know what's wrong, but you feel bad. That's the second one.
0: <laughs> but, like, that's the thing, though, is that, like... The second one ends with them erasing. Like, okay, we should say for the audience that, like, I've been hyping these movies up to Rob <laughs> for a while. Like, yes. like, honestly, I've been telling him about them for years, and we finally, again, it's great that we're finally getting to them. But the thing that's fascinating, the thing that always blew my mind was that, like, I remember watching this live on Disney Channel, the second one, and, like, at the end, we're like, Brady's coming out of the water, and Mac is sitting, like, on the on the lifeguard stand, which I'm pretty sure is like like a crime. You, if you're not a lifeguard, you're not allowed to sit on the lifeguard stand, which they do a lot in this movie. Oh, oh you're talking in about the squirrel?
1: Okay, okay. I was confused a little bit. You said Mac, and I was like, "Who's?" I was. It's was a squirrel. You're right. You
0: did. The squirrel has a name though in the movie. Ah,
1: hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yes, yeah, no, so... you're, you're not. You're not wrong in the context of this movie i one of the reasons like you just mentioned Zach that I was looking forward to both of these is because you you was you have always said to me not just when we were planning the series or you were planning the series you said like the 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 ending of teen Beach movie two which is teen Beach two that is crazy and I was looking forward to that I definitely agree that it is crazy I hate the fact though that right before move. Tanner and Layla get on the motor-powered surfboard to send them back into their universe, the person who thinks this might change the timeline is the squirrel. She says, she's like, what if sending you back doesn't work, and what if we change everything about my life? And then she lets it happen anyway. And I'm like, hold on. Like, she realizes... That she's changing the movie fundamentally. And then she lets it happen. I I hate that fact. The, the, the ending is crazy, don't get me wrong. That they change continuity. But the person who loses the most is the person who realizes it. And that's fucking dumb to me, as far as I'm concerned. It should have been Brady, who's the one to go, Wait, Mac, Squirrel, if this movie doesn't exist and we never met, like, we have to, you know, we have to do something about that. And the squirrel goes, no, we're going to be together forever. But literally, they lump it into one character, and it makes no goddamn narrative sense. I hated it. She's a squirrel, Zach. Knock it off at that squirrel talk. That's not going <laughs> to uh, stop. Uh, I mean, I, you cannot stop me from discussing this. these two movies where there's a physical, literal squirrel. I'm not going to stop referring because she's a physical squirrel, but please give me your thoughts on the idea that she's the one who realizes the issue and lets it happen.
0: I don't think – I think it's the – but, like, why is this movie all of a sudden becoming about time travel?
1: I, I don't think it's truly about time travel. I think it's about revisioning.
0: Well, that isn't that what time travel is? Like, why? Like, like, how's the movie? They're fictional characters. They can't go back into like, like, how's the movie well, not exist? Because you send the, fictional characters back to their fictional world.
1: That's actually a really good point, And that's something I thought about. Shouldn't life in the real world be constantly changing now that the characters in the movie know that they can change the movie? Like, but, why but does the, it stop the, with Layla? Like, why doesn't fucking Cat go, hey, I'm going to make this about, you know, civil rights in the 60s? Like, why doesn't the universe change every four seconds?
0: But, like, <laughs> exactly, because at one point after Layla and Tanner in the real world, we see Brady in the house, like, or in his, I don't know, what is his house? The no, oh
1: my god, it's his Book of Henry clubhouse!
0: <laughs> yes, yes in his shanty clubhouse
1: that's my and like that's we, my note is when he goes to his surfboard workplace i'm doing air quotes my note is what is this book of henry style clubhouse that brady goes to that has a computer just sitting out in the next, open
0: <laughs> next to a beach with salt water yes. um <laughs> it's, it's hysterical um it's, it's it's so odd but like the question is that like a couple times we see him When they're in the real world, Layla and Tanner, and this is the second movie for the record, and like the movies playing in the background.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep.
0: And like and like we don't know, like is it just affecting their copy of the movie? Does it affect all copies of the movie? It affects the universe. clearly
1: the actors have have nothing to do over the director and producers apparently <laughs>
0: well like that's the thing i find interesting about this like movie series i like, kind of like like it's weird they never tried to make a third one um that's the thing too like this this, this second movie kind of shot the series like in the foot because like i as i was watching this i'm like oh you know what would have been a perfect third one they actually interact with the real life actors Ooh. And they're older, like 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 they're in their like fifties. Like they'd well, be like you oh. get like you get like a like actors of Barry Bosworth's age, like what in their seventies? And that's what you do, like you get like an act what hell is Barry Bosworth.
1: Barry Bostwick, you mean? Boswick, I'm sorry. Like, Oliver, Oliver Gates from Law and Orders Vu. Zach, do oh you remember gosh. the last time we encountered Barry Bostwick on Cinemodies? Do you remember this? Was it
0: Spirit of the Way? No. It was earlier Fantastic than that. Clint-
1: Fantastic yeah, Planet? he's the narrator for the English Dope of Fantastic Planet.
0: That's that's what I thought. I thought it was that. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. Indeed, indeed.
1: But, like, that's the thing,
0: though. Is like, I thought that would be – like, okay – and this is this is probably the biggest thing of this discussion because like I don't have a lot to say about the first movie because it's like definition like Disney Channel movie
1: boilerplate like like so I got two pages of notes on the first movie that's fine <laughs> that's that's fine,
0: um but like the thing though is that, like what is the deal with the ending from the second movie like why in the last five minutes of your Disney Channel original movie fr- Disney Channel original movie franchise are you going all days of future past on it?
1: Here's my take. There should have been two more movies. The the Teen Beach Movie 3... Oh, teen I don't know. Teen Beach Movie 1 and then Teen Beach 2. Those are the movies we're discussing because they exist. I hate that fact. They should all be Teen Beach Movie and then a number. Teen Beach Movie 3... Teen
0: Beach Movie 2, Age of Ultron.
1: Age, sure. Teen Beach Movie 3 should have been the same exact thing as the first one, but with the roles reversed. Where the squirrel loves the movie and the guy, Brady, is trying to go to preparatory school or whatever the hell fucking squirrel's trying to do with that movie. <laughs> Teen Beach movie four should have been the exact same thing as the second one. but from the perspective that men are learning how to be their own person. And literally, it would have closed the loop that you could watch all four movies in a row on repeat, that it switches between gender with one character changing the movie, the female changing it and loving it, and the second one, and it switches back to the male changing it and loving it in the fourth one. That's my take. There should have been four movies, and it should be a literal Finnegan's Wake where the book starts, <laughs> where it ends, and you can read it on loop forever.
0: That's I, my that's, I, that's my
1: take. And they they keep brilliant. casting the same squirrel every time. <laughs> Actually, that's a brilliant idea, and I kind of love it. Like, like, that, I love that's that. What as the concept. movie? That's what these two movies set up, as far as I'm concerned. That they missed the boat on fucking making it a closed loop of. Continuity or, or non cont or changing continuity, whatever you want to call it.
0: <laughs> That's good. Like I said, no,
1: I I, I I dig that, man.
0: I dig that. Like that would that would have been great. Like can you imagine that?
1: Yes, I, I I have imagined it many times, Zach, that it goes from wet side story to Layla Queen of the Beach to wet side story to Layla Queen of the Beach to the wet Beach. side story to Sorry. Layla Queen of the Beach and it keeps going. It's literally – I want these characters to be trapped in the hell they've created.
0: Okay, but but Rob, (laughs) existential terror aside, if you're an executive at
1: Disney, why
0: would you try to, like, kill this franchise this way?
1: Oh, well, one, the squirrel died probably. Two, (laughs) they did something – I think what they were going for – and this is something I would like you to chime in on, Zach, because I did not do a lot of research behind this movie – um, like I did with say Lemonade Mouth and the book and all that stuff we talked about. Um, I I really think that there was some notion in twenty fifteen of Teen Teen Beach 2, can't even say movie, <coughs> that they told a empowerment story that they really enjoyed. Cause the second Teen Beach movie, when it ends, even though it erases continuity. It is very much like about, you know, women don't have to succumb to the wishes of not just men, but other people. They are their own people. And I. how do you follow it up without diving deeper into a empowerment concept? I mean, I guess I kind of relate this to what we talked about with Lemonade Mouth, where the executives apparently said, we told the story we wanted to tell. There's nowhere to go from here. I kind of feel like, in Lemonade Mouth, I don't agree with that. In this, I do. They changed the movie. The squirrel told Layla that she can make her own destiny, and she did, and it changed the world. How do you go bigger than that? I mean, are we doing, like, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek thing where if if, if Teen Beach Movie 3 existed, they'd blow up a planet?
0: Well, that's my question, though, is that, like— you're telling me they couldn't have gotten another empowerment story without fundamentally altering the timeline of these movies? <laughs> like, I'm not arguing that, like, okay, where do you go from here? You're, but like, you're right
1: with could... the take of them interacting with the actors. I think that's an, a neat idea. But at the same time, I feel like we have to consider in terms of a a third part of this series that they are dealing with aging actors. You know— grace phipps gracie phipps was 20 when the first movie was filmed i think this is something you brought up in lemonade mouth where they can't do a sequel because hayley kiyoko uh sorry lesbian jesus got older i think this kind of might be the same thing and i think that was kind of shown off in the sequel because even though it was only two years later from the original brady looks very different in the sequel i think he's clearly older Oh, I didn't even pick up on that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they're both older. You can just tell that. But it's like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like they're older. But the move, the conceit of the second movie is that they are supposed to be like, oh, this is school right after the first movie. Sure. sure. And I think that's the problem is like, how do we do it would have to be fucking, you know, saved, uh, saved by the bell, the college years if they wanted to do another one right after this sequel.
0: But the thing is that, like, they did something. Like, look at okay, this mm-hmm. is now our Disney Channel. Like, like, but that's the thing, though. Is, like, Rob, it's like they don't care about how it looks because, like, during our sequence where they're ha- in the second movie, where they're having their like thing about like uh, how great the world is, and they make the, like the whole school come together. If you look at all those <laughs> quote unquote high school kids, like oh. the youngest one's like twenty seven.
1: I'm like, like, so glad you bring that up because my note is literally every extra in the high school cafeteria scene is 30 years old
0: <laughs> yes they all look about 10 years older than the main cast and that's the thing but like look at all these other disney like disney channel movies that were like made like two years apart from each other they all pretty much like they, they got it to work so like i wonder just like um uh, it, it's more of a it feels like a business decision other than a creative decision mm, mm. like this feels very much like in the vein of like oh, like, we're not doing another Lemonade Mouth because there probably wasn't enough money in it for them. Like, I don't know, because there wasn't... Because yeah, yeah. teen, teen, if you look at, like, the viewership numbers for Teen Beach, like, it's very... Like, like the first one did really well. And then, obviously, that's why they made a second one. But I kind of wonder why they never just... Like, I guess the second one didn't do the numbers they expected it to. But at the same time, though, like, like they clearly didn't know what the numbers were going to be when they were writing the script. Yeah. So why yeah. write an ending... Where the continuity is wiped out. You could very easily have, the, have a happy ending that does not erase the continuity of the franchise.
1: Well, you're right. I, I get what you're saying. It is a happy ending in the sense that um, Brady and the Squirrels still get together, but they lose their history. Now, okay,
0: what do you th- – okay, I have a question.
1: What is your thoughts on the fact that we
0: erase the entire continuity of the franchise and then at the very end they don't even know each other? And yet somehow, like they're immediately paired together. Like that's okay. We have to go. Okay, we have to go back to the first movie first. Well, second. it's it's literally whoa, whoa, whoa. the
1: it's the um fucking oh, what is it? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind ending where they don't remember each is other. That what and it they, is they Yeah, they? Yeah, uh, like Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet at the end of a. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, they know that they've been in a relationship. They know they've hated each other. They know that they paid a company to erase their memories of each other, but they start another relationship. It's like the light version of that.
0: But like, okay, we have to go back to the, go back to the first movie. What is the relationship between Mac and Brady? Some are fun. <laughs> it, no, no. Yes. He, okay, y- yes, yes, some are fun. Yeah, I get that. But like, I don't disagree. But like, he treats her like his girlfriend and she like I don't even know what she considers him to be because even in the second movie like he always refers to her as his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and like she is just like vaguely interested in him like she finds him pretty and that's kind of it
1: yeah yeah I mean that was one of my big issues about the first movie even though I like I said I enjoyed it that the the musical, the, the characters in the musical wet side story are more of what I latched onto than their relationship because their relationship is propelled by being in that film, I guess. I I see what you're saying that, you know, they're surf buddies, I guess, at the start of the first film. And like, then the Suzanne Cryer at... shows up and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Squirrel, whoa, whoa. we're going to school and that's it.
0: Pack your th- pack pack your acorns.
1: Um <laughs> Barry Bostwick's in this as well. Don't don't forget <laughs> for but for like, three minutes.
0: <laughs> but like, okay, like the very opening to the first movie is a song sung by the squirrel, and it's like, like ins- I want you to insert some of it here. It's called Oxygen, and it's all about. That's
1: my squirrel noise. <laughs> horrible horrible person i don't know i don't have Uh, like a good squirrel impression i've never had to do one before (laughs) now
3: your boy day and night.
0: Um, But like if you listen to the lyrics of that song combined with like the montage we get them like surfing together, it's like you're the oxygen in my lungs. Like Mm. you are the blood in my veins. And then like it ends with like the two of them like cuddling on the life like lifeguard stand. And then like like for the rest of the movie, she's just like really emotionally aloof with him. And he's like 120 percent invested in her.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, you're not wrong. Absolutely. She
0: wants she kind of wants nothing to do with him. Except for the fact that the movie in the first three minutes says completely otherwise.
1: I mean, I'm. I, I, if you watch. You're not movie, wrong. I, no, I agree with you. But how. On a filmmaking standpoint, how does a director get emotion from a squirrel? That's the thing. I think that is. Once again. Stop. It's I'm not. This is not something you can say stop. It's not like me saying cunt a bunch of times that you can be upset with. It's a physical squirrel <laughs> in this role. I don't know what movie you watch, Zach. It's a squirrel.
0: It's not a squirrel. She's a it's, beautiful woman who I she's, love.
1: I mean, you can you can be into squirrels, Zach. I'm not I'm not disregarding that fact. I I, All right. I see. Literally, some uh, of
0: cinematis. Rob calls <laughs> accuses me of bestiality. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon cinematis account for more bestiality accusations. No,
1: you are, you are not wrong about their relationship. That uh, I think you said it perfectly. Aloof. That it is a one-sided relationship. Uh, Brady is very much more invested than the squirrel is, and I think that is. Something I really like, maybe it doesn't work in the first bit of the movie, but when they get into Wet Side Story and, you know, Brady is the one who knows everything about this universe, about this movie, and is basically carrying the squirrel along with him, that's where I think it works. That I think that the squirrel actually has some growth, I think, in in that first movie.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. But like it's it's this weird thing where like it's like it's Disney Channel. So like you're never going to have kissing. You're never going to have touching. Like not that I'm expecting even like a PG-13 like sex scene. I'm not. But like it's the idea of like if you cut out that first musical, it's not even a number, just like that like weird montage music video yeah, for the first yeah. like three minutes. If you cut that out and start the credits is them like walking like along the beach holding hands like it's a completely different movie. Oh, absolutely. Fundamentally different. Absolutely. That were... first three minutes changes the entire tone because like, like – because a couple of times he'll make comments like why is it so wrong if we want to – like if I want to be with you. And like, like we always talk about like toxic relationships and stuff in this sort of – like not us. Like as a culture. Like you, it, it, we are hit over the head with it. You sure. But like, like it's like the idea that like, OK, you have this guy who's so emotionally – and romantically invested in this girl and you have her where she just doesn't know what the hell she wants to do even slightly with her life and yet like we're told like it's it's never addressed to like oh maybe if she doesn't show doesn't have any interest in him that way maybe she should let him know And instead we have this weird thing where like oh your teeth again it's kind of the opposite of that disney like fairy tale princess conundrum where it's like oh why are you saying it's okay for a man to kind of just come, like just have this weird sort of, I don't want to say latching on, but like she clearly knows that he's into her and yet she does nothing to ever try. To, like I don't know. Like, I don't know if she's even interested in him other than the fact that he's pretty, like he's eye candy for her. And that's it. And she even says that a couple of times. It's just, like at one point she like, starts like brushing her hands through his hair and that's kind of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's an interesting point. That's something I didn't think about. I think I was, um, Uh, At the start of this movie, when that montage that you're mentioning is going on, my note is literally, Barry Bostwick's in this? (laughs) I think I might have been deluded by that fact, but you're right. This The first movie should have started with them, you know, maybe a quick shot, 30, 45 seconds of them getting out of the water from surfing, and they go into Barry Bostwick's house, and Wet Side Story is on.
4: Mm.
0: yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like I guess, like you kind of phrased it perfectly in that. Oh, this is summer fun. Like they're just like again, yeah. it's Disney Channel casual, like like a casual like casual relationship, and then like oh, like I guess that's what it is. At the end of the day, it's just being done through the lens of a networking world where you're not. What? Teenage boys and girls are not yeah. allowed to have romantic feelings for each
1: other. Yeah, you're you're right. I, I agree with feelings. you. I think the movie gets bogged down a lot in the sense of uh, the squirrel's motivation with her. Like, my mother is dead. She wants me to be successful. My aunt is just wishing for the best of me. I think the movie would work cleaner if it was just, oh, fuck, we're stuck in a movie. That's <laughs> How the do thing. we get it's... out? Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I guess you need that thing of, like, what's happening in the real world, because, like, I I don't know. Like, even when they're both, like, surfing on the beach, like, when it's, like, storming outside earlier in the movie and they get sucked into the world, it's the thing of, like, oh, why are you here? Yeah. The surf. Why are you here? The surf.
1: And then then the end of the movie, like, throws everything away, because when they get out of Wet Side Story, Suzanne Cryer shows up again, and she's like, you made us miss our flight! And she goes, Auntie... Ah, fuck you and fuck your flight. I'm staying here, and I'm like, oh, okay. I guess, I, I guess we don't care about any of this.
0: <laughs> but like, that's the thing. So like, like again, Brady has no emotional arc. He basically just stays the same. Yes. The squirrel. The, so the squirrel is the protagonist then.
1: Well I, well, I, I honestly think I care more about the characters in Wet Side Story than our two main characters.
0: But like, that's the weird thing is that like. The squirrel's the protagonist then in Team Beach movie and Grace Phipps is the protagonist in the second movie.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's
0: but that's wonderful. weird because 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 what? Brady and Mac are still the focus of the second movie, despite the fact that like can you have a protagonist that's not one of the main characters? Like I don't know. Is is I well, guess teen, Layla is a main teen character. Beach movie right?
1: too. Brady and the squirrel are fucking like ignorant in the second movie that they're like, you know, Oh wow. We are protectors of the universe that need to set shit straight. And I hated that fact. I would have loved more of Layla and Tanner learning about the world. than them going, we need to save the universe. Like become the the fucking Avengers. And I hated that in the second movie.
0: That's what I mean. This movie goes all days of future past on on, on
1: reality. Okay. Quick question. Why no Barry Bostwick in the second movie? Why do we get a scene with fucking Brady's mom, who for some inexplicable reason, they're in California, I think, and she has a Minnesotan accent? Yeah, I know. Why couldn't that be Barry Bostwick? I know from a filmmaking perspective, Barry Bostwick was probably like, I want a million dollars (laughs) for three minutes, but the fucking mom scene is so bad. What you're doing, eh? You're making a surfboard, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here! I hated that scene in the second movie with the mom.
0: <laughs> that's the weird thing. Like, I'm into that point though. Like, you, like, I thought he was like homeless or something. I thought he was living on a shanty in, on yeah. the
1: beach. Yeah, he's living in the Book of Henry style clubhouse. Like, he should be on his own.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, and that's the thing too. Is that like at one point? like Okay, the second movie, like, the first movie is pretty coherent. The second movie has no idea what it's doing. Because at one point, Brady starts doing his own music video in the second movie. Oh my like, God. I the hated music video that. sequence where he starts playing guitar hooked up to a computer. Then he starts <laughs> randomly singing into a microphone over a montage of
1: Jack like, yes, looking at yes. the ocean. Brady is basically like. Um like the whole first movie, I thought he was an orphan. I'm in agreement with you. I thought he was just fucking like a beach bomb in California that was yeah. making his own way. And in the second movie, he's got a book a Henry style clubhouse, his mom apparently comes to every now and then to tell him his dinner's ready with a Minnesota accent. And then he has one of the most expensive microphones in the world. And not only does he have the microphone, He has the fucking computer the studio the guitar and i'm like oh i i guess he's a musician (laughs)
0: that's what i mean like and like and it's also weird that he's recording music next in an open space next to an ocean
1: i'm on my own isn't that the song i'm on my own something like that and he's like my girlfriend was mean to me i tried to fuck a squirrel but my dick was too big (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. But, yeah, I I, I I, there's so much in that second movie. Like, like, is it me or does it feel like they gave up in the second movie? Oh,
1: no, they I don't know if it, I would say it's they gave up in the second movie. I think that it was literally the spaghetti approach of is this spaghetti done? Let's throw it all at the wall and see what. Sticks. Oh, OK,
0: is that what it was? OK, because like there's so many odds and ends in the second one. Like, there's really like what is the theme in the second one other than female empowerment?
1: Oh, that that's the thing. Female empowerment sticks out, but there is so much going on other than that. And it's almost incomprehensible to follow because everything comes up like it's it's I I guess I this might be a, a bad analogy because we're talking about teen beach movies. But it's basically like the ocean waves that this movie throws so much at you. Sometimes things peak and you remember them. And then we have to go through the lull and the peaks of the further waves. There's so much going on in Teen Beach Movie 2 that you cannot follow it. (laughs) And I have to say, one of the reasons why I think uh, Gracie Phipps is such a good person, such a wonderful woman, is because—are you ready for this, Zach? You you might not know what I'm about to say, but you know that I'm going to say it once I do— they give her a line about basic calculus that oh, actually gosh. makes sense.
0: <laughs> really? Yes. So you're telling me this movie actually gets something right about the real world?
1: When Layla and the squirrel go to calculus class, they leave it, and there's that scene where they're walking down the stairs, and Layla actually is like, Calculus was great. It does XYZ. XYZ are correct. So, what'd you
2: think of calculus? Pretty brutal, right? I mean, that's what life's like in the real world. Tough class. I loved it! It's magical! The integral accurately gives the area under a formula, while the derivative predicts the instantaneous slope at any point. It's fantastic! Wow, oh, you really got it, huh? Oh, I learning could be so much fun!
1: She says something like, the integral gives the area under the function, and the derivative gives the instantaneous rate of change. And I'm like, um, I was in awe. That one, (laughs) she says this line, and two, that they got it correct. There's nothing wrong. Usually in movies, I'm so pissed off that they fuck up basic math. They did it correctly. I know Zach can't see me right now. My hands are moving like a sweaty Italian man. I'm so excited about this. They have a line about basic calculus that is correct. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's who would have thought like in all honesty I never would have anticipated this film to get something like that right
1: but I was like I love Layla in the first movie don't get me wrong because her whole pink outfit beautiful when she hip hip bumps that 24 cent jukebox like I mentioned before beautiful but in the second movie when she has that line about calculus I'm like god damn where's your cigarette girl <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. What has Grace Phipps done after this?
1: I don't know. Um, She looks very different now. If anybody looks up a picture of uh, Grace Phipps in the current day, she looks very different. She has, like, more of a bobby haircut. She's still beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But, Zach, I have to say, once again, us 28-year-olds watching Teen Beach Movie, she was 20 at the time of filming this. She has, I think, three months on us in age. Oh. I think she was born in May, 1992, where we were born in August, 1992. So it's all good, everybody. Shut the fuck up. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not pervert. We're not perverts. She's, she's wonderful. She is wonderful Rob. in these two movies. I, I know Rob. I wanted to talk about the characters. Layla is the best part about both of these movies. She's so good as the, you know, I guess, template for growth in the first movie and in the second movie i think it's her movie
0: what growth does she have in the first movie
1: she has the whole scene with the squirrel where the squirrel is like you don't have to be what a man wants you to be and she starts from saying well no we don't ask guys out guys ask us out and we have to follow the the tenets of this movie and she turns into somebody who is actually like let's fucking beat the weather machine at the end and that's continued on in
0: the second movie sure okay that's fair just right, was the best think,
1: character in both of these movies.
0: But like it's never like okay, it's not really character growth because like her, her thing is that she's a fictional character in a in a movie. Like it's not like she's this like like that's a thing. Like they should instead Zach, of going hate, into a movie I
1: hate to say this to you. What? But every single woman we've ever discussed on this podcast. Is a fictional, is a fictional character in no, a movie. But a co-
3: no,
0: but no. But the character is a fictional <laughs> character within the context of the movie.
1: Okay. You added one word to that description. <laughs> I feel like we're getting at the same argument where I have no empathy for people in movies because they're fictional.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Is, like, if, if if the squirrel would have gone back in time and Lex- – like if she was – like again – if it was a time travel story, which is what this kind of feels like, this is like the idea of, like, imagine if you made Back to the Future, but instead of going back in time, you got sucked into, like, it's like Last Action Hero. Okay. Imagine that in Last Action Hero, the, the kid, whatever the hell his name is, like, tells Arnold, like, oh, you don't have to be big and brawny. You can have, like, a, like an emotional side, and nothing bad will happen to you. And that somehow that changes, like, the past. Like imagine, like that's what it feels like. Like this feels like somehow a more convoluted last action here.
1: Mm, I I see what you're saying. That's a, that's an interesting point. I didn't really think about it that way, but no, you're not you're not wrong with the end of the second movie that this movie influences reality for sure.
0: Exactly, and that's the thing that's so weird about this. We're like at the end, we're like like what? We're like ten minutes away from the ending of the movie, and like you have Max say, "Oh, like what's gonna happen? Like like if we change the movie." Like, we'll never meet. And it's like, what? Where is this coming from? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like it, it, at that moment, it goes from a fantasy premise to more of a science fiction premise. And then at the very end, is it like, oh, like, like the whole thing's like, oh, fem- like, this is the thing that's weird about the second movie. The whole second movie is about female empowerment. Yeah. And yet, like, the thing is like, oh, it didn't matter in the end because Brady and Matt got together. And well, it's like oh, I, I it's think like
1: that's what I was saying with it's the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind ending that you know and and not even but female
0: but female empowerment has nothing to do with that of the what Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind like that's not yeah, even a plot. You're, you're
1: that right movie. that it, uh, female empowerment doesn't play a role in that. But isn't isn't this what you love, Zach? Love transcends everything. It doesn't matter if the universe changes. The two people that are meant for each other still end up together. Isn't this the fucking Point of interstellar? No, it's not. I I know. Yes,
0: okay. yes, it is. Yes, it it's is. It's kind
1: of the god point of interstellar, it, but Rob. people don't match up in interstellar. It's father daughter in interstellar. But still,
0: it's the idea that love transcends space and time. Yeah,
1: and I hate that.
0: <laughs> oh god, Robbie, Khan baby. Okay, but that's the thing, though, is that like, even though I like, I like that as a concept, it feels so unnecessarily tacked on here. Like, I just don't know why the movie couldn't have ended. You have Tanner and, and Layla go into the water, like everything happens. And like, you'd be like, oh, like Mac and Brady are like, oh, like, like where's my copy of what side story? What do you mean? Like, where is it? Mm. And they look in the room. and They see a poster that says like Layla, like, like queen of the beach and like have that like they have the idea of like wait, wiping out continuity only for three minutes later to come right back. Is that like, it's so weird that like, why have that like resetting of the world? Like, that's the thing, like, when they come back into the first movie, when they come back into reality, no one's like, oh, where have you been all this time? Yeah, it, it's, like, it's almost oh. like no
1: time has passed in the first movie, yeah.
0: Exactly, it's almost like they had, like, like, a shared, like, what, hallucination almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, other than Suzanne Cryer going, you missed our flight, you know, that type of thing. Well, that's but, why,
0: which makes no sense, but we're not going to question yeah, that, because, yeah. like, <laughs> um, that's the thing, is that, like, at the end, like, like how does a, like, I get it, like... I don't know. I, I just I, – like it feels – it goes from a fantasy premise to a science fiction premise because well, altering reality is science fiction, not fantasy.
1: Yeah, no, you're not wrong, but this, this makes me think of one of our favorite things to discuss, the end of Twin Peaks The Return. Oh. <sighs> because that comes out of nowhere. There's no point in the first 17 hours of Twin Peaks The Return that you think – fucking Kyle McLaughlin is going to change universes. And that's the whole idea of the last hour. I,
0: I know, but like twin peaks, like is built upon the premise that like nothing's nothing appears as it seems.
1: I mean, I mean, yes, we've talked about that. I think Dougie
0: Jones coming that, through. That, that's why Colorado, right?
1: the last hour of twin peaks, the return works so well because David Lynch is playing on the fact that he left the first season, the second season of the show and corrected it at the end. And he yeah. did the same thing, even though he was involved with the entire third season. That's playing on that ideal, but I mean, without that knowledge, these things play almost entirely the same. I, I guess, like, I, from a Zach's, distance, like, I don't it, like you right now,
0: Rob. <laughs> it's like I don't like it, but you're right. I mean, um, this is
1: this the continuity change at the end of Teen Beach 2. Is almost identical to you know we don't get the unsexy sex scene between Kyle McLaughlin and Laura Dern, oh, but Rob, it is you
3: imagine, the what you year imagine, is this?
0: <laughs> Rob, can you imagine you have Brady and a squirrel getting it on like, like in that, and, and the squirrels wearing a real bold wig
1: for Disney Channel? Disney Channel <laughs> was very bold to hire and actually direct a squirrel, but it is they are not bold enough to have a sex scene with a squirrel. I'll give you that.
0: Rob, what does the the squirrel look like now? Like the same way that Grace Phipps has changed, what does the squirrel look like now? I don't know,
1: probably dead. Squirrels don't live that long. (laughs) (laughs) Or, no, correction. The squirrel looks like Laura Dern, but as the Asian woman with no eyes at the end of Twin Peaks. (laughs) That's what the squirrel has turned into. (laughs) That was a weird. weird...
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my god! I
1: mean, but 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 I—you can't disagree with me that we have this kind of, you know, in the last—I guess this was 2015, Teen Beach Movie Two, Twin Peaks: The Return was what the end of that was 2017. We have this kind of notion of movies or or series or anything ending with this kind of collapse of what we were expecting, like I. I This just—I think of that. Every time I watch a show, like, Zach and I have talked about Fargo, and this last season of Fargo was 11 episodes. Every other season was 10 episodes. And I remember telling Jeremy when we were talking about Fargo, I was like, I'm glad that they're making it a little longer, do whatever they need to do to tell the story, but I can't help but worry that it's going to fall into this this vein of Twin Peaks Season 3 when the every episode— ties everything together and the last episode makes no goddamn sense that's what the ending of teen beach 2 is to me is that it's just like well fuck it here we go
0: <laughs> rob are you saying that david lynch ripped off teen beach 2
1: just like we've talked about christopher nolan furiously writing notes at the start of the first season of goosebumps absolutely <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's a really like a peculiar but like apt comparison is the fact that Team Beach 2's ending is uncannily similar to Twin Peaks The Return's The only,
1: I mean, honestly, when Brady goes out to the water and he gets that, you know, motorized surfboard working, and he comes back to Beach and he runs right past the squirrel, and they don't know each other, that is the same fucking scene as when Kyle McLaughlin and Laura Dern drive through the highway, and they pass that point That the fireman told them about, and then Kyle McLaughlin is just like, where's Laura, uh, not Laura Dern, where's Cheryl Lee? Like, I need to save Laura Palmer in this different universe. It's the same thing, and I love it. You've taught me well, Zach.
0: (laughs) I never, again, of all the things that happened in this discussion, I did not anticipate any of this.
1: Three years ago. I was an idiot <laughs> when it comes to movies, and now Zach is like, "Look at the monster I've created." <laughs>
0: exactly, comparing Disney Channel original movies to Twin Peaks.
1: I mean, the other the the same idea is isn't that kind of what we've gotten to? A lot of you know more modern. Uh, I don't want to say media, but I, I know you and I have our differences on TV shows and our opinions on them. But I think this is what TV shows have become. And I'm not saying they took a page from David Lynch or they took a page from you know teen <laughs> Beach movie too but i I feel like the idea of a cliffhanger is what television thrives on these days
0: mm. sure i don't I don't disagree with that, but like I just find the like if you want to have like, – I would believe the ending more if they didn't know each other. The fact that they get together at the very end of the movie again mm. and, like, it's just, like – it's weird that, like, it's so – like, they're more into each other at the very, very end of the second movie in the context of they have no each other – that they're basically strangers yeah. than they've been for almost the entire two movies combined.
1: I, th- I think that's why my take of they need two more movies that complete the circuit is so appropriate.
3: Be- Experimental because that's Disney Channel. Yeah, that's movie. what
1: it should be. It should be: Hey, boy loves this movie. Boy loves girl. They have problems. They go into the movie. First movie, fine. Second movie, girl changes it to a woman's movie. Third movie, girl loves movie. re-meets Brady. Like, uh, like I said, the first movie again. Fourth and Brady is Brady's
0: Brady's grandmother is Susan Sarandon. Ooh. That, would, gotta I, that re- I would we got like that, that. Rocky, yeah. We got to do the Rocky Horror reference. We got to keep that going.
1: I okay, okay. I like that. Yeah, keep <laughs> even the universe. But no, I think honestly, that should have been the quadrilogy of this movie. <laughs> it should have been a closed a loop trilogy. of four movies that that turn into each other. Absolutely.
0: I think that's a great idea. They never would have done it, but it's fantastic. It's
1: a I mean, that's why Zach, that's why you and I should be running the fucking Disney Channel. <laughs>
0: oh imagine if rob and i ran disney channel imagine all the non i don't even know it's on disney channel
1: anymore um that would be that would be fantastic if you and i ran the disney channel on disney plus there would be the rob section the zach (laughs) section and the crossover and on the rob section there would be 65 seasons of sophia the first and every episode (laughs) is fuck your parents (laughs) like literally murder your parents when you have the chance (laughs) <laughs> and Zach's side would be like dancing. Here's dancing and big whiskey. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my god. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Zach. I mean, how do we? How do we do this? How do we own Disney Channel? Can we? Can we get on that?
0: <laughs> do you want Disney Channel or Disney Plus?
1: I are. Are they different? <laughs> yes. Shit. Okay. I mean, then maybe maybe I should leave this to you. <laughs> My thought was just to email somebody and go, hey, how do I get the Disney?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, send us an email, cinemadies at gmail.com <laughs> if you know how, how we
1: can get the Disney. How do we – who do we tweet to get the Disney?
0: <laughs> Contact Disney. Write a very stri- like firm letter. Be like, we are interested in acquiring your channel and streaming service. <laughs> is a squirrel around we have some acorns for i'm so happy
1: i think like months ago it was the joke that we were saying like one day disney will buy Cinemodities. now it's Cinemodities will buy (laughs) disney
0: (laughs) well we have an infinite void so we have to have infinite resources right i know
1: everybody sign up for the goddamn patreon so (laughs) we can buy disney
0: (laughs) that should be our goal to buy disney (laughs) that should be our goal on patreon Donate to Cinematis, Help us buy Disney so we can get a Blu-ray of Freaks, and we can get real scary <laughs> stories released.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Okay, so we've gotten totally off the rails, but I think we've discussed a lot of great stuff. We,
0: we did exactly what Team Beach 2 did. We went completely off the rails.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I know I have some scenes and moments that I want to talk about from both of these movies, but, Zach, were there any other kind of – big line items about these things that you wanted to get to not a the
0: thing there's there's like there's some really odd moments in that second movie that just kind of like come out of nowhere and serve no purpose like 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 ugh, there, even some of the dance numbers are dumb like we have like the one in the um in wet side story where we have what chi chi oh.
4: with the hair oh my and, and, she, and oh my she
1: does god fuck chi chi <laughs> She is the worst thing about both of these movies. I hate Chi-Chi. For a good reason, she is Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. She yes. is doing the same voice, she is doing the same affectation, and I fucking hate it.
2: What are you doing? Well, I'm trying something new. you always have at the no. same. No, Come on, one time. Just keep teasing struts. Oh, Jiminy Jeeps, Chi-Chi. How high do you want me to go? Until your ears pack. Okay, but you better steer clear of ceiling fans. And this time, make it even. Last time, I kept tipping over. <laughs> you see, Mister Mushnick, some of those exotic plants he must have been tinkering around with are really unusual, and we thought that maybe some of those strange and interesting new plants prominently displayed and, and advertised would attract business.
1: She has nothing to do in these movies, and I was so happy at the end of the first movie in that post credit scene where the four people come out of the water into the reality of, of our universe. Chi-Chi is not there, and I'm like, thank God, Chi-Chi's not going to be in the next movie, and she is bigger in the second movie than the first movie, and I fucking hate it.
0: Well, she's kind of, like, that's the thing, like, she has a bigger role, but her, like, it's like, she has more screen time, Chi her deserves role to is die. almost a set.
1: That's my note. I'm looking at my note for the second movie. Chi Chi deserves, deserves to, to die.
3: die.
0: Uh, but, like, even like her, she has a musical number, and it's literally just a, like what? A reprise of, of a first, like, it's just like, like a cover of the first.
1: Yeah, it's her and Sea so, Cat doing the Falling for You song. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but like, it's not done for any narrative reason. It's just being done because, like, oh, singing makes things better. Maybe it'll make <laughs> us feel better. And I'm like, what is this? It's like, what is going on? And it's just like, Nothing is happening.
1: I do not like Chi-Chi. I do not like Chi-Chi in the slightest. Gracie Phipps, you're great. Chi-Chi, fucking never contact this podcast. Please, never.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the, that's the thing. The second movie has stuff like that where just like – I think I already mentioned the scene that drove me nuts was Brady having his music video number. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know, but like, like – I don't know what all the characters go like again, outside of Layla wanting to be more in charge of her destiny. What are Mac and Brady's like character arcs in the second movie? Like Mac Mac continues to be Mac and Brady continues to be oblivious.
1: They have nothing. Brady and the squirrel are are audience surrogates as far as I'm concerned. The the core of both of these movies are the characters from Wet Side Story. And I have to say I'm interested to get your thought on this, Zach. The best scene out of both of these movies is when Brady and Tanner are talking about feeling worry. Like, Tanner is feeling emotion. And whoever plays—I didn't write down the actor, but whoever plays Tanner, who is the most vapid fucking useless character in Wet Side Story, when he comes into the real world— and he starts to explain that he's experiencing emotion for the first time. And he is clearly happy-go-lucky on the outside, but it's just a facade for how sad he's truly feeling. That is the most amazing thing I think I've seen in a while. I love that scene. Tanner is so perfect in the idyllic sense of, I love the world and I want to smile, but I'm feeling bad. What did you think about that scene, that worry scene?
0: that that's a pretty good scene um it's that's the thing it's it's a good scene but it's out of place in this movie well
1: i don't disagree with you like it's
0: (laughs) it's a little too real for a disney channel movie like can you imagine having that sequence in lemonade mouth or in in the cheetah girls like it's a good scene it's well acted with both characters but it's out of place in this movie and like it doesn't It doesn't make sense because, like, this is a movie about female empowerment, and then we're throwing in the idea of putting on a happy face to the world if you're not feeling good. And it's like, what? Yeah. I'm like, where does this fit into any of this?
1: Yeah, you're you're right that it is at a place. I think you know I was able to appreciate it so much because it's so at a place that I was looking for something. But you're not wrong in the sense that it immediately gets undercut because I think one or two scenes later is when Layla and Tanner are talking about going back to the movie universe. And Brady and the squirrel are arguing, and Layla's like, I think they're arguing. And Tanner goes, but they're not in rival gangs! (laughs) So it immediately gets undercut. Like, all his emotion gets undercut. So you're right that that scene doesn't make sense in the context of the movie, but goddamn, he deserves an Emmy for that one.
0: (laughs) But that's the thing, though, is that, like, you have that moment with Tanner— there's nothing like leading up to that for him earlier in the film. Yeah, and there's and then like there's nothing for him after that moment. He's just as yeah, like he's 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 a little bit more concerned, but he's still almost vapid. Like think about it, by the end, like the very very end of the movie during the last musical number. What's it? Uh, um, oh god, what's the last musical number? Are you talking doing about the it?
1: one of the dance?
0: No, not the dance. the okay. one when they – it's it's the dual dancing numbers, I guess, between Layla Queen of the beach and then like the, oh, the beach party,
1: sure, sure,
0: daba, 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 do you do like when they start just, like mum like mumbling gibberish as part of like song lyrics, <laughs> and then, like even like we have the whole thing we have Layla Queen of the beach, Tanner helps her outside of the car, and then, mm-hmm. like Tanner's only moment in the new movie. Layla Queen of Beaches and like oh give them everything but the kitchen sink and he's holding a kitchen sink and he starts laughing and oh like,
1: Tanner oh. yeah yeah
0: yeah it's like so he had no emotional growth whatsoever which makes that scene earlier with Brady despite it being very good it has no purpose in the film
1: yeah I because guess, like I he guess.
0: should he should have had that moment with Layla like, instead of having it with Brady, like, Brady and Max should have had another moment together, like they've done through every other moment in this movie. Oh, yeah, because where they both Brady kind of and the Squirrel are other.
1: not characters. I don't care about them. You're right. Absolutely. God damn it. How do we fucking run Disney Channel? We're better than these fools. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah,
0: like I said, the first movie is pretty much a very – it's very boilerplate. It's very, like – it's better – it's – it's, it's not wonderful. as good as Lemonade Mouth. I love the not first as, movie. Like, it, I is said. it better than? Is it better than Lemonade Mouth? Ooh, I would. S- mm. Not, pro- not. I'm not talking about like production value. Like production. No, value no, sure, like sure. I
1: think. Movie. I think still, I'm still more charmed by Lemonade Mouth.
0: That's the thing. Lemonade Mouth is trying something slightly different. The yeah. Teen Beach Movie is very by the numbers. Even if it's, even if it's doing it well.
1: Teen Beach Movie 1 is very much, like, I had a lot to latch onto and goof about. Lemonade Mouth is a legitimately charming movie.
0: Yes, I think, yeah. And then Teen Beach 2 is just like, fuck it all. It's just like, <laughs> like, 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 like we don't, it honestly feels like they just, like, the network wanted a sequel, and they were told, just give us something. Yeah, yeah. Like, this feels, you know what feels like, okay, this is gonna be another fun comparison. Uh, Teen Beach, okay,
1: I'm ready. Team I'm Beach, ready. <laughs>
0: Teen Beach 2 is the Teen Beach movie, what Gremlins 2, the new batches to Gremlins.
1: <laughs> it's oh just God. a sequel that doesn't care. Oh, my God. When you say that, I think of the scene at the start, near the start of Teen Beach 2, when they're at school. And the weird friend of the squirrel is like, you have a good educational history. He doesn't even have a backpack. And Brady goes, well, I have a pen. And he pulls out a granola bar. <laughs> I thought it was a pen, but it was a granola bar. <laughs> like, that exactly. is the equivalent of the scene in Gremlins 2 when the dude at the at the yogurt stand is like, I, I I don't know if it's vegan or not, but here's your yogurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, there's so many weird, like, non-sequitur scenes in this. It's just like – they're just kind of there for the sake of being
1: – it feels like they – Well, somebody we, had. We have, to like... talk about, we have to talk about – we have to talk about – Probably my one of my. I already discussed that worry scene. I think that's the best scene in these movies in terms of an objective, you know, acting and story beat, even though it makes no sense. I almost had an aneurysm laughing at the scene when Layla is trying on clothes and everything she puts on makes it look like she's from the 60s. Yep. That is quite possibly the funniest thing i've seen in 2020 <laughs> when she has the pink pillbox jackie kennedy dress on yep yeah. i lost my goddamn mind i love that scene zach
0: <laughs> but the thing that doesn't make any sense with that sequence is that like oh uh the, the squirrel's like oh like you can like borrow some of my clothes you have to and look Layla's normal like, oh, yeah yeah, and she's like, oh, like I get to wear your clothes, and so we have a montage of her trying on different outfits, and it's like, why does— I, I get the joke, like, oh, she's picking on stuff that clearly she's attracted to from that era, but, like, why does Mac have all these outfits? Why does Mac have a Jackie Kennedy outfit? I
1: didn't take it that way. I took it that no matter what Layla wears, it looks like the era she's from. Like, right, I took okay, that, that as still thats
0: That's—I know, I get that, though, but, like— there's a way of doing that. Like, like think about today, Rob, like, like we live in 2020 and there's no such thing as fact. Like if you think of fashion from the last 10 years, it's essentially an amalgamation of everything from the last 30 years.
1: I reject your hypothesis. <laughs> I think it was, it was not, uh, the squirrels clothes. It was Layla being still in the movie universe before. Cause this is right after the scene where they can't get wet. Right? I
0: know. I know. So, so Layla brought a bunch of outfits with her. No,
1: no, it's it's Grace, and not uh, it's it's the squirrel's clothes. But Why Layla Bean from the, the movie turns Why them into her does... era.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Then how did? So wait, you're telling me no matter what she put Okay, so this is another fantasy aspect of this movie that she has the ability to transform clothes. Yes. Where is that alluded to in any of this? It's
1: because they are movie people in the real world; they act physics differently.
0: But that's and not that alluded turns to into you're proje- But you're projecting that onto the film. That's I, not alluded to at all. Well, I think it
1: is alluded to with the idea of they can't get wet with the CGI water. That
0: that but they show us that though.
1: So why is it a stretch that they can't get wet till they change the fundamental? view of clothing rob I why is that projecting. a stretch
0: if you want to project onto the movie that's fine but you can't i claim it was i, baked I into honestly
1: cake. don't think i'm projecting i think the movie sets you are perfectly
0: you fine. are okay can we please talk about how in the very beginning of the movie when of team beach 2 where they are watching the movie on a projector but like it's like it's not even a digital projector it's like like an old-timey projector <laughs> and yet it, it produces like Oh God! Like it's a t- it has like these giant film reels. If there's no film on the film reels, and if anybody knows how watching movies on film works, you have to change between projectors like every thirty minutes.
1: I think I think conceit there, Zach, is that you said if anybody knows how watching films on projectors works, nobody does. But
0: that's the thing, though, is that like oh, like wow. T- okay, but this thing that makes me mad though, like it's modern day quote unquote it's Mac and Brady why not just have him with a a digital
1: projector fair that's that's fair
0: like I get it they're trying to be cute but like no and then like as they're watching it I love how like they add this weird sort of just like oh god um when they're watching it Mac and Brady on like he well, took like a like a, a uh oh God a pi- oh my god like a mattress sheet or like a, a bed sheet. And he tied it to what? Four palm trees. And that's his like projector screen. And they add it and on the image of what side story. I love how in that footage when they're watching it, they have this weird sort of just like filter. They added to it where like it looks like it's like old film footage. Yet we cut to footage from the movie and it's perfectly fine
1: you're not did you wrong pick up on that? you're not wrong right? you yeah, pick i picked on up that? on it you're not wrong i think one of my notes was even like at the beginning of teen beach 2 we're seeing a musical scene from the first movie that didn't exist and i was like did they just fucking not film this or what what are we seeing right now exactly. did they change the movie it's the
0: best, yeah. uh, that's the thing mac and brady in the first we didn't make it to the credits
1: ah uh, yes yes
0: it's the best summer ever big problem
1: uh, that i have with the sequel that the villains from the first one are not in it, even though there is yeah. a pointed scene in the first one where the villains realize that they're in a movie. Yes. Big problem. Big problem with the second one. We should have had those, the real estate mogul and the mad scientist show up in the second one. I would have loved that.
0: Exactly. Like, there's so many weird things. Like, it It feels like, you. okay, Rob, I got another one for you. You're going to love this oh yeah team team beach 2 is a Teen beach movie what sicario 2 day of the soldado is a sic- sicario
1: <laughs> well to be fair no one steals french fries in this second but well actually maybe do they in the cafeteria scene i don't know maybe um i there's so many problems with this second movie
0: Yes! I mean It's almost as if they didn't watch the first movie when they wrote the second one.
1: I mean, also, at the start of the second movie, when they're watching that scene that we haven't ever, you know, been accustomed to from the first movie, is it, for some reason, is it mandatory in the movie universe that every surfer has to pair up with a biker? Like, just (sighs) because they've become friends with each other, does that mean that, you know, we have to have, like, true incorporation of, I guess, the sexes? Like, what if a surfer wants to fuck a surfer? Like, what if Giggles wants to shake no. her hips for a surfer? But instead, it's like, no, 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 you we... gotta pair up with a biker.
0: Can we talk about the fact of Giggles and her entire plot, her entire character is just shaking her skirt?
1: Well, well, 90% of her character is shaking her hips yes. and her skirt. The last 10% is her wagging her finger at Butchie. (laughs) Because Butchie is afraid of lighthouses and water. And her wagging her finger makes him conquer those fears. (laughs) I love Giggles, don't get me wrong. I mean, we have a great scene, I think, in the first one, where it's like, Giggles, you can sure shake those hips. And she's like, it's not shaking them, it's stopping them, that's the problem. And I'm like, oh, that's so charming. <laughs> but she then, you know, stopped shaking her hips to wag her finger at Butchie in both movies. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my. This, this might be simultaneously the worst set of double features we've ever done on Cinemodities, but the best discussion.
0: <laughs> oh, God, Rob. I, I guess the question is, which has the most, like, what's the word? Uh, disconnected from the first film sequel. Is it Gremlins 2? Is it Sicario 2? Or is it Teen Beach 2? It's
1: gotta be this. It's gotta be this. I mean... Well, no. Gremlins... The Gremlins is not in contention as far as I'm concerned. Those movies make sense on both, I think, a filmmaking level where Joe Dante says, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want and a continuity level. So I'm throwing the Gremlins two movies away sicario you're asking a good question because the second movie is so goddamn vapid compared to the first movie yes ah that's a tough but this at, oh my god uh, that's a that that might be the greatest question you've asked this year on Zack. and you were gone for six months oh <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, I'm thinking about Sicario C- Dose with the I fuck I fucking hate dirt roads, and it's like, oh, oh okay. Like, does that make the scene move faster? No. <laughs> this though, Teen Beach One and Two, uh, there is a connection. I mean, I, I might need to think about this, Zach. You might have asked the greatest trivial pursuit question. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's an SAT question. It's like, it could uh, Sicario... Sicario is a Sicario 2, what Teen Beach is too, and you have like to make like all these different choices.
1: <laughs> We're not even... We haven't even mentioned C- Sicario Trace, Dora the Explorer.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. The, tr- the true third film in this franchise.
1: Did you... Okay, quick aside. Did you ever watch the Dora no. the Explorer movie? No. No. Okay. I did. Oh? Did you know that there's a scene... Where live action Dora is sitting down to breakfast with her parents, and she goes, "Everybody, where's the maple syrup?" and looks directly at the camera, and it cuts to, I think, uh, what's his name, Michael Pena, um, from the the uh, uh, Ant Man movies, the guy who does like the whole you know sure, digestion, yeah, and it, it, like little little girl Dora goes, "Everybody." Where's the maple syrup? And it cuts to Michael Peña and he goes, who is she talking to? Like there is a meta moment about Dora talking to the audience <laughs> and it's fucking amazing.
0: <laughs> How is Benicio del Toro as
1: a fox? Terrible. You Really? Can't, yeah. You cannot even tell it's him because he is doing the stupidest like affectation on his voice. I really hated it.
0: So, Rob, what parts of this movie did you, these movies did you like? Other than everything
1: with Grace Phipps. I had a, I had a few. Oh, my God. She's wonderful. Um, I think, Zach, from here till the end of time, I will continue to send you that gif of her doing the hip bump on the jukebox <laughs> because she is so beautiful in that scene. Um, Grace Phipps hit me up. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. But I'm still single. Nothing gets Naomi Watts. I think the last time I said this, I was like, Naomi Watts, I'm single. Hit me up. Hit me up All right. still.
0: Uh, <laughs> what? All right, Rob. Of the three women that you love, Naomi Watts, Lucy Liu, and Grace Fiff, <laughs> which glad. one's your
1: favorite? Oh, still Lucy Liu.
0: Oh, still? Okay.
1: Still. I mean, once again, Lucy Liu, I know you're married to that, like, oil conglomerate Middle Eastern dude. But if he ever – I mean, if you don't want to date a billionaire, you want to date a weird fat man with glasses who does a podcast, that's me. I'm here for you, Lucy Lou, um, but I love them all. So sorry. I I guess I'm digging myself a hole. I should have picked one and stuck with it. Is that right? How I don't know, Zach. How does this work? How does like contacting women through podcasts work?
0: I don't know. Once I figure out how it works with Ryan Gosling,
1: I'll let you know. Oh, okay, okay. I, I hey Ryan Gosling, if Eva Mendes can't give it to you anymore, <laughs> just hit me up. I can't wait till Zach and Ryan Gosling start dating, just so I can ask Ryan Gosling questions about. Uh, goosebumps, goosebumps and why he is has nothing to do but stare at the camera in Only God Forgives.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of staring at the camera, one thing I did realize that Grace Fitz does versus the actor that plays Tanner is okay. like in musical numbers where it's, it's focused on their characters, he never looks directly into the camera and all she does is look directly
1: into the camera. Oh, that's a, that, because she's looking right at me, <laughs> Zach.
0: I don't know. I just picked up on that while I was watching it. I'm like, why is she
1: always looking – during
0: musical numbers, she's always looking into the camera, and yet, like, almost nobody else is. Okay.
1: I mean, whoever the director of this was, which I don't remember exactly, um, he or she, I don't know. um, God, Jeffrey Hornaday? Okay. Hmm. I mean, did he do both? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Okay, Jeffrey Hornaday directed both of these movies. I think that he realized – that Grace Phipps has the most beautiful eyes in existence. Oh my god! The director of both Teen Beach movies is the choreographer on Dick Tracy. <laughs>
0: Warren Beatty Dick Tracy? Yes! Oh my god. He,
1: cho- he choreographed Dick Tracy!
0: That's, that, that's
1: bonkers. That is... The, oh, oh, oh my God. Okay, okay. I don't usually do this. I don't usually dive into research on episodes, but I just did it because it was like, I, I I hovered over his name on Wikipedia because I have him open so I could, whatever. This same person, Jeffrey Hornaday, not only did he direct the Teen Beach movies and choreographed Dick Tracy, he choreographed Captain EO.
0: Oh! <gasps> oh my god I, I knew
1: I knew you would lose your shit at this sec he, he choreographed wow. my, how can you choreograph Michael Jackson Isn't he the choreographer? <laughs> I Man, guess he about, needs to choreograph imagine, Jennifer Huston in Houston in her fucking metallic suit right
0: <laughs> Rob how do you go from Captain EO to working with Warren Beatty to making Team Beach too?
1: <laughs> I, I, I that think is, that uh, is a uh, that's called depths of hell. I think that's called the greatest career ever.
0: <laughs> no, no, Teen Beach movie, fine, but Teen Beach Two.
1: <laughs> that that is the that is the big revelation of this episode, Zach. Is that we are discussing a movie directed by the choreographer, the choreographer of, of Captain Nia?
0: I think we're tying it right back into last December plus. Uh,
1: we like to have fun here on cinematics.
0: <laughs> What's the most recent thing he's done?
1: 2015 Teen Beach Movie 2.
0: He didn't do anything else like producing or, or anything He done after
1: else? that. Wow. It ruined his career. Yeah. The, the only other thing on his bio is that he dated Madonna for a short period in 1989. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeffrey Hornaday, hit us up if you want to be on a fucking z-list podcast (laughs) we will talk to you
0: (laughs) uh some other scenes are there rob
1: okay i'm glad yeah thank you i'm glad we're back on track uh i would love to talk about the musical number and the scene directly following it in which uh the squirrel goes to the girl's sleepover and i know that the musical number has some cuts back and forth between the girl's Sleepover and the guys hanging out at Big Mama's. Um, the musical number is fine. Like I said, I really actually enjoyed the music in this movie. But we do have a scene directly after that where, like, the squirrel and Layla are hanging out. And Layla says to the squirrel, I have a secret that I've never told anyone before. Do you remember the scene before I... Yep. Okay. Yep. So when this happened in the movie... I got really excited because as soon as Layla said, I have a secret that I've never told anyone before. And because of the blocking and the framing, Layla and the squirrel get real close to each other. I was like, she's a lesbian. She's a lesbian, lesbian. And she goes, I want to surf. And I went, fuck, I wanted to be a lesbian. (laughs) I, I haven't screened at my TV in a while. I think the last time I screened at my TV was Meet Joe Black with Claire Filani not being able to understand anything she was saying. But I thought I was doubling down when she said, I have a secret I've never told anyone before, that she was going to be a lesbian. That would have been great for a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> I mean, we oh, got boy, wait, representation wait, wait. of mentally handicapped people and Cheetah Girls. We've got a squirrel in this movie. I would have loved a lesbian as well. What are your thoughts? <laughs> on Um, lesbianism i i think
0: think it's a little i think it's a little too edgy for middle america
1: okay okay um another in in the first movie i really really enjoyed um when the two main characters brady and the squirrel are in the movie and they start like being forced into musicals there's a line in one of the songs where i think the squirrel says it's just a song and an inefficient way to move the story along
2: singing. Make it stop, make it stop. Am I real or just a prop? Oh, I can't stop singing. So let's just talk. Talk, talk. It's just a song. Just being cynical. No, it's just the principle. Someone won't you make it make and stop. Yep, that's
1: that the is quarrel. wonderful. I loved that little touch. And then that's almost immediately followed by maybe not immediately, but maybe a scene later, where at the very end, right before the last musical number in Teen Beach Movie One. Brady and the squirrel look at each other and Brady says, "You know what we should do?" Eyes wide shut, Zach. Eyes wide shut. You know you know the reference I'm making with that, right? Oh, uh, do I. Brady says, "You know what we should do?" The squirrel looks at him and goes And then he goes, "Fuck." <laughs> In case anybody didn't get it. <laughs>
0: Oh, God.
1: Uh, I love the shot at the very end of the musical number in Teen Beach Movie where we get to see Barry Bostwick doing a little jig. Like it's three yep. seconds, two seconds, maybe even one second. But we get to see him dancing. Um, I'm glad he got probably a huge paycheck for being in this movie. And then I think the one thing that I mentioned before is at the end of Teen Beach Movie, we get that post credit scene. Why, why did they disregard that post-credit scene? Why do we have 30 fucking minutes in the second movie that is the recreation of that post-credit scene? I hate that.
0: I think they're just pulling from whatever they could. I, I don't think that post-credit scene was meant to be, like, it was meant to be sequel bait, but I think it was more of a cute nod to the audience than anything else initially.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess my problem is that the existence of a sequel, like, I, I would be fine if we just had Teen Beach movie. And it ended with that post credit scene. It's like, oh wow, what could happen if we ever did anything else? The mm-hmm. fact that there is a sequel makes it so upsetting that they don't build off the post credit scene. I hate it.
0: Well, they do, but they they decide to pick and choose from it. Like they yeah. they
1: borrowed the the idea more than anything specific. Because four of them appear in the post credit scene, and only the two Layla and Tanner are the ones that come through. And there's the whole shit. The first fucking 20 minutes of the second movie is about the necklace and all that nonsense. God, I hate I I wish there was more continuity between these movies. If that's crazy I know to it's, say. it's 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 dumb. <laughs> um the second movie, I'm really glad that our lead actress has grown into a more mature squirrel. Um, she has bushier eyebrows and a filled-out tail in the second movie. I'm glad they cast the same squirrel. I don't think I have a a lot to say about the second movie. I think I mentioned it in our main discussion. Um, Other than the fact that I really enjoyed at the end of the movie, near the end, when, for some reason, Brady and the squirrel are the arbiters of the universe and say, we need to get you back to your correct timeline, and Layla goes... No, I want to stay here. And I'm like, "Fuck yeah. Like good for you. Like screw the universe, screw everyone you know. Fucking do what's right for you. Good for you, girl. I love that."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I it's I it's, it's I'd say genuinely inexplicable. I, I I couldn't find anything regarding the ending.
1: I I also At the same time that I love Layla in both movies, the second movie, because she's more of a character, I I hate the prom or dance got-to-be-her song at the end of the second movie. I don't understand the fucking message of the song because it's the trade-off. It's the gender battle, basically. And you have the guys dancing, saying, I gotta be me. Or I gotta be him, and you have the girls going, well, I gotta be me, I gotta be her. Like, I get the fact that Layla and the Squirrel are dealing with female empowerment. Like, it's very clear in the movie that the Squirrel wants to be successful in her education and her educational career. But when Brady and the other boys are dancing and saying, I gotta be me, it's like... Brady is a fucking idiot. He, I know he's making surfboards, but he's he has hid that fact from the squirrel the whole movie. So what are you saying that you want to be you? You're saying that I want to keep what I love from the people I love. It makes no sense. What are your thoughts on that that dance scene at the prom dance? I don't know what it's it's uh, let's just call it like it is. It's under the sea dance from Back to the Future.
0: (laughs) Yes, but that's the thing though. It's gotta be it's um gotta be me is a weird song because like it's solely intended to be from the female perspective, and even like do they even properly explain the fact that like what like Brady's big thing is? I guess that he feels what insufficient that he's not as brainy or what's the word outwardly brainy because essentially what yeah, brady but he is, feels he's, he's...
1: that way before he sees the squirrel at school which makes no sense like why in the summer before they go to school is brady like i'm making surfboards like your grandfather isn't this cool because that makes sense but brady before he sees the squirrel like being an educational person is like i don't want to tell you anything about my life I don't know. I
0: think, I think in a way he had, again, he's supposed to be only a teenager in this. I think it's the idea that he's clearly a smart guy, but he has more of a working Again, he's more of a hands-on engineerial mindset um, than anything else. And I think he doesn't, maybe he doesn't, maybe we're reading too far into this, but he doesn't know how to communicate that. Um, Clearly he's a smart guy. He's just not a academic smart person. He's more of a moving pieces, engineerial type person. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's even a word. And he he doesn't, uh, that That's the thing I'm saying. He doesn't ex- – apparently he does not express this to the squirrel any time before they start school.
0: Because, because I think the thing – I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for me early on in this discussion. I think him and the squirrel, like if this were any other movie, you take the word Disney out of the title, they are two teenagers that met during, high, during summer break from high school and started to, like, hook up, and that was it. Like they have fun, and they really don't delve into their personal lives at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I would I like to take this as thing. a
1: personal win – that we have now, I think for the last hour, been consistently referring to the lead actress as The Squirrel. I take we'll this as to a her. win. I,
0: no, because I'm going I'm to reverse that in you a couple, in a couple
1: I mean, once again, you I watch thought, this movie, okay, you know what? it's a physical I, squirrel. I, you cannot <laughs> – this is like saying uh, Big Whiskey is not a puppet. This is a fucking physical, literal squirrel. squirrel. I'm not letting this go
0: that's fine okay you can, you can be on mute for a couple of minutes now i think in these you don't have to comment on any of this i'm just stating it for the record i think like back in 2013 i had the biggest thing for for the squirrel i thought like i was you so like chubby cheeks her. i you like you like acorns and cheeks? <laughs> rob she could be the lady in the radiator and the eraser head remake oh um, <laughs> There's behind the scenes. There's behind the scenes dance sequence we can get where the squirrel tells Brady in heaven everything is fine.
1: <laughs> I did not think that's, about that, Zach. And that that's, is that's, might that's be that's the
0: biology club is the biology that might club be
1: is. the only comparison to squirrel. <laughs> you have squirrel or Lady in the Radiator. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's it. <laughs>
0: but no, for Zach, not Rob. I I I am so into Maya Mitchell in 2013, like her her little green top and like her white shorts. Ah. Oh. Oh, I, I was into it. And then, like, in the second movie, she, she's still pretty, but she's just, like, she's just too much of a bitch in the second movie for my liking.
1: Oh, she sucks in the second movie. I mean, she's I so didn't fun. really care for her in the first when in, the, in, like, the first few musical numbers when Brady is, like, really getting into it because it's his movie, of course, there's a lot of, like, cutaway reaction scenes where she is just, like, in, like squirrel noises <laughs> and looking like a bitch. And I, I was like, stop it! I was like, just fucking... Just be in the movie.
0: <laughs> but like that's the thing though. Is like in the first movie she's a stick in the mud. In the second movie, all she does is
1: whine. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that like and I guess you could say she also whines in the first movie as well. And that's I the got, thing. Is I that, like, gotta
1: she's... say. In heaven. All and... I do is whine in <laughs> heaven.
0: <laughs> I thought you I thought you were gonna like hum the melody and be like
1: <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you <laughs> got I, okay, for the audience, I practiced my squirrel impression <laughs> prior to this recording, because I needed to do it right. And I think, I haven't got the chirps down, but at least I got the, <clears throat> I got that down, okay? I hope everybody, Maximo, I hope you appreciate, I say everybody, I mean the one listener we have.
0: <laughs> everybody in the singular sense. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, Zach, I will uh, let you talk about how you want to fuck a squirrel from here on <laughs> out. Go for it. I mean, no no judgment. You like a squirrel? That's fine. Chubby cheeks? That's fine. See, it's not Layla. Piece... I mean, she's got nothing well, on Layla.
0: I've seen pictures of Grace. I, I don't find Grace Fifth attractive in this. I find her kind of attractive at the very end of the second movie when she's, like, rocking, like, the jean shorts and, like, the tank top and, like, flannel-like shirt. That she looks good in, but, like, all her 60s stuff, it's, like, nope, too conservative for me.
1: Uh, clearly, Zach does not know what love is because <laughs> <laughs> I love Grace Phipps in everything she wears, yes. period. And she even now, like I said earlier, I've seen pictures of her recently. she got, like, the bob haircut and all that stuff. Still beautiful. Grace Phipps, hit me up. I'll give you a cigarette.
0: <laughs> the only thing I know her else from is from this and from she – I remember back, like, on Twitter years ago – her and Noah Segan, who's like Ryan Johnson's like best friend, <laughs> the two of them went like on a road trip together and like documented all of it. And That was like a big thing on Twitter, like in 2015.
1: Oh, okay. Or maybe I, even uh, four.
0: Or maybe even fourteen. Maybe even before then.
1: I reject that hypothesis.
0: <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember Looper? Remember the guy who shoots his foot? Remember that guy in Looper? Oh, you,
1: sure, yeah. That's
0: him oh he's in every ryan johnson movie ah, like he has like some bit part in every ryan okay, johnson movie okay he's I in the last jedi he's like he's like, a, like an X wing pilot for like 30 like for like a fraction of a second
1: ah interesting interesting, interesting. yeah him and okay.
0: grace pips okay. like went like on a road trip like across the country and it was like a big thing on, tw- on like film twitter for like oh. a month
1: okay i did not know that um that's no all please, i know Zach, her from again, those keep, two things keep going you you like squirrels that's fine
0: <laughs> i like the squirrel in 2013 2015 she's still attractive but like She's a little too lanky for my liking in the second one. I uh, The well, squirrel didn't eat enough that winter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's something. I'm glad you bring that up. I laugh at the joke you just made. But I actually didn't think there was a big – I know it's two years apart, but did you pick up on a lot of differences in the ages of our main characters? Because I thought it was actually kind of continuous. Like, like Brady. Yeah, I didn't pick up on like- it didn't age that much. I, I don't think the squirrel aged that much.
4: Brady, I
0: thought you said Brady aged more and, and you said earlier in the discussion you said. Well like well looked, no, I, I said
1: better. yeah, in the second one he looks less like a young David Bowie, but oh. in in terms of this movie being, you know, what like uh, a few later. months after the the first one, if anything, I, I thought
0: well, it can't be. I has to fun. almost like that's the thing that's weird about like the first movie and the second movie. Like the idea that like at the end of the first movie the aunt Antoinette comes and tells Mac, like, oh, we have to go. We have to go to like New York for school. And she's like, no. And then like it's supposed to be like the first day of school. So what? Maybe a week has elapsed if if that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very short. Yeah.
0: But that's a weird thing, too. That, like early in the, in the first movie, they're like, oh, how did Brady and Mac meet? They met watching the movie. And they say that in the first movie, and then it's followed up on in more detail in the second movie where they talk about, like, the mango smoothie, like, bet. And then, mm. like, in the first movie, they apparently like, – again, anyway, it's been established. They met while watching this movie, yet Mac has almost a disdain for the movie yeah, throughout the first yeah. one, and that makes no sense. Like, why would they meet watching this movie if she hates it? Fair, like Rob. Fair, Rob. I, it's like me saying I met the love of my life and during Doctor Sleep. It's like no, <laughs> like this, like no, like you can't love, like you can't, like, like that's the thing, like it just doesn't make sense. Like, oh, I met my wife or husband after like one of the most miserable experiences of my life. And it's like,
1: like, huh, like, like I don't get it. That's a really good point because I think if I ever again find a significant other, which will never happen until Grace Phillips comes my way.
0: Or, uh, or Lucy any, Lou. Or, Lucy or Naomi Watts tries to <laughs> kidnap Naomi you, the actor.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm laughing. Um, if if I only have famous love interests, I think that, you know, the – like me showing somebody like a, a spirited way, that would make or break the deal, you know?
0: So what you're saying is you would show them Dr. Sleep and then you'd sit there and be like, did you like this? And they'd be like, yeah, she like, get out.
1: Yeah. I the only thing I have to complain about with that analogy is that I would never willingly watch Doctor no, Sleep again.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's
1: why I went with Spirited Away, and I was tempted to say Oddsec, but that's not a relationship movie. <laughs> like that's no. like a you're married for six years type of movie. And go, hey, honey, I got something to tell you. This is a great fucking visual album, and uh, we're gonna watch. Do- we're gonna. I almost said Doctor Sleep. We're gonna watch Oddsec.
0: You know, what, you know what's interesting, Dr. sleep was a four dollar like Black Friday title. And even then I was like, no. Nope. Still too much. Like, nope. Still too much I, money. I honestly, I honestly like I know like back when we recorded the episode over a year ago, I was like, Oh, like I would love to re like not love. I would like to see the ending again just to be able to come, like, do like more of a forensic analysis. We've on talked how, about like, the forward-
1: director's cut that adds thirty minutes too. We've no, 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 mentioned no, no, that. Well, I've never yes, seen yes. it, but we've no, 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 discussed it.
0: No, that's cinematic cyanide. No, Um, (laughs) I want to watch the the theatrical cut. I want to I know before I talked about how I wanted past tense to like watch the ending with like the overlook to see like find like even more discrepancies. I couldn't bring myself to do – like, if somebody literally handed me a copy of Dr. Sleep and just, like, here, like, we'll even fast forward to that exact moment so you can, like, do it. I don't think I could bring myself to watch that movie. I genuinely, like – that movie is in such a bad place now. Like, that movie is cinematic cyanide. Have like, you it ever really – I is. mean,
1: you, you, are, you are bringing up something that I totally agree with. But it makes me think of – there's that – oh, jeez. I don't remember what it's called, but I saw it a few years ago. It's like that really famous TED Talk about addiction. I think it was like Kevin McCauley. And he he explains, which is one of my favorite analogies ever, that if you have an addict – and it's like, you know, you offer them like a drink or a, sh- a shot of heroin or a bump of cocaine because they're addicted to it. But at the same time, you put a gun to their head. The addict's mindset is not, oh, my God, I might die. It's will they really pull the trigger?
4: <laughs> That's what
1: you're describing with Dr. Sleep, it seems, where it's like you have this weird, addicted mindset. To, not even Dr. Sleep, you and your fucking Stockholm Syndrome of Terminator Dark Fate, Zach.
0: I, I That's what it makes me think like of, too. No, 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 that's
1: different. No, 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 Because Dr. And Sleep— I'm going to— one day I'm going to put a gun, gun to your head, Shining. and you're going to go, is Rob really going to shoot me? <laughs> <laughs> is Rob really going to eat that lemon? <laughs> there's a difference.
0: Like, ter- I, I did not grow up with The Shining. I grew up with Terminator. Like, there's a difference. You like say that like it's is har- fair. It's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Because ter- Arnold Schwartz— Remember, Rob, and we've gone through this on numerous <laughs> occasions on this podcast— the day I got introduced to Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator franchise was the same day I got to meet the A Teens. Oh, like,
1: that's right. Like, I forgot. Keep about in mind that,
0: that is a sec if there ever was, like, like we've talked about like the most important like moments in my life, like Titanic Star Wars. That's up there. Like the day I learn about Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator franchise is the day I meet my favorite band. And at that point, I'm like, there's no point to me ever seeing another musical artist in person ever again, because it will never live up to that moment <laughs> like and that's the thing like like we, we've established this like Terminator Dark Fate is for the most part in a, a subpar film except to Zach, who has this weird sort of father figure mentality when it comes to Arnold Schwarzenegger and the last 30 minutes of that film watching Arnold Schwarzenegger with his arm ripped off jump off the Hoover Dam and slide down as his face is all mashed up I love that like if I could blur out Mackenzie Davis I would like I I would like she has no purpose in that movie other than to be angry and hostile toward every other character and oh Rob do you okay oh god this is really a lot of tangents um did you hear apparently Mackenzie Davis must be doing some sort of press tour for something else so she's going around talking about Terminator Dark Fate
1: no I I have not thought or heard about (laughs) Dylan Roof terminator since we've talked
0: dylan roof terminator you have to complete She's it not or else dylan... i
1: thought it was okay dylan okay it's
0: dylan roof Ter... terminator
1: uh the squirrel <laughs> <My> <laughs> no i have not heard gorgeous. this yet at circa all.
0: 2013 um no apparently terminator 7 if there was going to be one <laughs> was going to be her character from a different timeline coming from an alternate oh, reality jesus <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: christ <laughs> That's the, I mean, I think, I guess, even though we hate it, isn't that the conceit of the Terminator movies now? That if any other Terminators get made, they will be in a different timeline.
0: Something like <laughs> That's that. That's just what
1: that. we have to accept as a society. All
0: we have to accept when it comes to Cinemati's
1: canon is
0: that Terminator 3 is the best Terminator
3: film.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Terminator 2 is garbage. We also it's have to agree good. with that. Ro- <sighs> So Zach's wrong, like, right, I so, like so, when so, robots become my dad. <laughs> fuck that. <Yeah.
0: laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you need the nail on the head. I still so so Rock- say
1: that to people. People talk to me and I'm like, Terminator, that's a that's a franchise, you know. I I have thoughts on the third one. They're like, oh, that one, that second one is such a good action movie. And I'm like, you don't fucking remember that twenty percent of it is action and eighty percent of it is a young boy trying to teach a robot to be human. And they're like no, it's great action. I'm like you're fucking
0: stupid. <laughs> and, Ro- and Rob's like Michael Styson holds the door open for the cameraman.
1: <laughs> He's gonna, she's gonna blow him away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rob, did I tell you I found a replica of the Terminator 3
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger jacket, and I you bought it? You did not tell me that, and that sounds I did. fucking amazing. Is this next have... to your drive jacket in the closet?
0: It's going, it's,
1: it's going to be. Oh. A, he,
0: have I ever talked about the drive jacket on the podcast?
1: I, I think only I've mentioned it a few times, like when we did Ryan Gosling talks, whether it be <sighs> Goosebumps or otherwise. But, like, everybody needs to know that when Zach mentions the stupid shit for the restaurant, like the Dune from dune <laughs> like like zach actually has a good collection of like movie like i movie replicas yeah i got my halloween 3 pumpkin mask zach has his drive jacket <laughs> and now you're adding this terminator jacket is that what you're saying yes i i, I don't i haven't gotten it yet i ordered it like a couple of weeks ago and i guess it's like has to be like made to order
0: um, but yeah, I am, I'm excited. Zach, I, I'm gonna walk I the- my,
1: my only thought is I wish you weren't so attracted to squirrels and I wish we could be together. Cause that's sexy as <laughs> fuck. <is thought. laughs>
0: <laughs> All I need now is the, uh, rose tinted, uh, tr- uh, what star glasses. <laughs> Talk to the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do now. I'd rather to know how I got the jacket. Like I didn't buy it. I kind of went to like a ladies night at the bar and I went up to like a gay stripper and I'm like, take off your clothes. <laughs> now i need your clothes (laughs) hey man that's gonna cost you money (laughs) (laughs) wait i don't even think that's the line (laughs) no it's not the line you go hold on bitch wait your turn (laughs) yes (laughs) talk to the hand
1: oh my god you know you know honestly in terms of movie memorabilia i would love to have the other two um halloween three masks i got I, exactly turn it off please uh, i i love the mask where do you
0: want to sleep dr
1: <laughs> see zach i wish that was the question you're asking me instead you're talking to you me about where do, wanna, where do you want to where do you want to sleep stupid squirrel <laughs> i wish you know the other piece of memorabilia because we talked about it earlier i would love to have the dr jacoby red and blue glasses from Twin Peaks do you remember that first episode of Twin yeah, Peaks those yeah those are wonderful Russ Tamblin his glasses I would love to have those contact us cinema is at gmail.com send us memorabilia from movies that'll probably yeah. cost you an arm and a leg and if you're a squirrel just hit up Zach and go and he will he will he will hit you up I mean is there like a tinder for squirrels is that what you're saying you want to get on Zach?
0: Oh man, those cheeks, man. Maybe that. Maybe I have a weird sort of like love hate relationship with women with puffy cheeks. Like, too I like sad. the squirrel, but I don't like. But I don't like Lady in the Radiator. I don't
1: like chubby. Well, Lady in the Radiator is not chubby cheeks. It's distended cheeks. I think we should agree on that. The squirrel so is, is, is literally squirrel chubby, chubby cheeks. Lady...
0: Oh my god, but she's like in the first movie. She's so. Be... Like she is like. She's like Disney Channel hot. A I difference. don't,
1: I don't agree with you because we're talking about a physical squirrel. <laughs> I, I have an issue, Zach. I, I, I like a lot of weird shit sexually. We've talked about my cigarette thing. We've talked about a lot of other stuff in the oh, what hundred forty-six episodes <laughs> oh of this my. podcast. But oh I am God. not into squirrels. Apparently, you are, and that's fine. I'm not shaming you. What fuck? No, I draw I the line at squirrels.
0: <laughs> I can't wait when we talk about Rat Race next year in the fourth year, and we get to the part <laughs> with be Goldberg with the squirrel lady. Well, now is that Kathy? B- is that Kathy Bates?
1: Oh, I think so. When you mentioned Rat Race, I had to bring up I. Uh, I am. Very much in love with John Cleese. I think we can both agree oh, okay. on that. Okay, yes. Uh, John Cleese is a good-looking dude.
0: <laughs> so what we're saying is that
1: I'll be Whoopi Gold. – I'll be the opposite of Whoopi Goldberg in Rat Race when they pull over for the squirrel. That Yeah, that that's fair. I mean, God, I can't wait. I, I, I want to – talk about rat race right now Bob's, but we Bob's
0: conflicted about the fourth year he wants to talk about rat race he wants to talk about monkey bone but he also has to talk about pearl harbor and you he has picked, to talk about shrek
1: this is the thing you picked some of the movies that i've been waiting to discuss on this podcast since it started and then shrek
0: <laughs> pearl harbor shrek jurassic
1: park 3 oh my god hey everybody tune in 2021 it's gonna happen Rob and Zach, we'll talk about Freddy Got got Fingered. It's going to
0: happen. Josie and the Pussycats.
1: Mm, I'm excited about that too, but I'm going to call the shot now. Freddy Got Fingered is going to be our first 24-hour episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna beat the shining episode by a full 20 hours like
1: literally there will be a point in the episode where zach goes i need to go to bed and we'll hang up the skype call and rob will keep talking for 16 more hours
0: <laughs> after that it's just uh what was it like what was it well you're making fun for the titanic episode you just hear ejaculation sounds
1: oh <laughs> they're jewels betty jewels i don't want jewels gordy I just want to suck your cock. (laughs) This is the thing. This is the thing that I, I hope our audience realizes that I am primed at any given moment to talk about certain movies. And Zach is making me wait because we have a weekly release schedule. And I'm the one at the start of this podcast, who didn't want to do weekly release. I was the one no. who was like, can we do, like, bi-weekly? And Zach was like, no, 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 we gotta gotta keep a fan base. And then when Zach leaves, he's like, maybe we switch to bi-weekly? And I was like, oh, fuck you, Zach. We're doing every day if I had my say in it.
4: <laughs>
0: How the tables have turned. There's a couple uh... years, folks, where I'll be like, yo, I'm mean, i in the squirrels now, Zach. i got table
1: roads, And I'll be like, Rob, you sicko. I just want to suck your cock, Gordy. <laughs> And then she comes on and you like the cheese. You want the cheese on your sandwich and more cheese. And I'm not even going to put in the toaster. I like the cheese. Oh, my God. I might be able to quote the entirety of <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered right now.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. we have to wait for the criteria. Uh, Daddy, would
1: you like some sausage?
2: <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausages?
1: <laughs> okay. I mean... We have gotten uh, – I'm not even going to say we've gotten off – I I don't even want to say we've gotten off the rails. I don't think the rails existed at the start of this episode. (laughs) So, Zach, is there any – while I look through my notes on Teen Beach 2 because I finished on Teen Beach 1, are there any other moments that you want to talk about with uh, the sequel? Or anything. I, I, mean, I mean, fucking, I don't know. What, what do you find sexy about squirrels? Talk about that. I don't care.
0: I told you, I like her green Her green top and white shorts. I am so into her in that in those sequences. It's a, a t- in the second movie, she's a bitch, and I'm like, I'm not into her. Why it. do in they the put movie.
1: clothes on a squirrel, though? You
0: can't have a naked squirrel, Rob. The children might see something. Every
1: squirrel that you see in reality is naked. That's what you think. You go outside and you see fuck. Okay, well, <laughs> well now. Okay, we're get, this is crazy. But uh, when I first moved to Fort Collins about five years ago, uh, I saw a lot of squirrels in the wild that had <laughs> something around their neck, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, why are there squirrels with this kind of weird band around their neck?" And it turns out that it was like an actual project from the CSU animal department where they were tracking squirrels and. Collecting data on them, so I guess you're right, Zach. That maybe there are some people that put clothes on squirrels. That's fine. I don't, I don't think squirrels with clothes on are sexy. I don't think squirrels are sexy, but clearly you do. So fucking be, That's fine, how, Zach. You like squirrels.
0: How old was the squirrel when they made this movie? I don't want to be a creep.
1: I mean, uh, squirrels don't live for that long. So how do we how do we, how do we take the adjustment of Human consensual okay, was, laws she, to she squirrel. She was 19.
0: She was 19. I don't have to feel bad now. Um,
1: I just typed in to Google, how old was the squirrel? <laughs> and I got <gasps> no results about Rob, Teen we, Beach Movie. We
0: have a connection from last week's episode to this week's. Oh. Without, like, the whole series. Apparently, the squirrel was in Hayley Kiyoko's music video, I Wish.
1: What? There's a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> All when, right, Rob, when, when was I? I wish was not that long ago. Right? It's last year. Last year. Yeah. OK, Dad, that's crazy. Uh, from what what I found when I typed in the squirrel's stage name, she was born in 1993. So she's a little younger than we are. We're 1992ers. But the date, Zach, did you see the birth date? <laughs> Oh my god, please.
0: please. Oh my god, it's so close to Ben Affleck's birthday. August
1: 18th! Three days from Ben Affleck's birthday! Okay, I I mean, you're kind of convincing me. This squirrel might be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Even in the fucking Wikipedia page, she looks like a goddamn squirrel. She doesn't look like a squirrel as much, damn. 100% squirrel. 200% squirrel. 300% squirrel squirrel just
0: because she has high cheekbones does not make one squirrel
1: i mean i i agree with you there the only thing that i have to disagree with you with is that the fact that when i see a picture of her it's a picture of a literal squirrel i that's where i disagree with you you know i like like we said before when i see a giraffe i know it's a giraffe when i see a picture of you i know it's you when i see a picture of a gopher i know it's a gopher when I see a picture of a squirrel, I know it's a squirrel. Squirrel.
0: What do you see when you see Maya Mitchell?
1: I am about to edit the Wikipedia page and put a <laughs> picture of a squirrel in place. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> All right, Rob, anything else about this movie you're ready to ask? Go, no, to our No,
1: no, I, I looked through my notes. I think I got uh, everything out of the way. I think um, before we get to our questions, the one thing that I wanted to touch on, is uh, the fantastic idea that we actually have a canceled episode from this series. It's not
0: canceled, we just didn't delve into it. I mean,
1: okay, isn't that the same thing as canceled?
0: No, canceled not... is like we record the episode no, and we decide not to release it. that's lost.
1: I would consider that a lost episode. No, this is not. Canceled. Lost
0: means we lost it. We disappeared. This was not disappeared. No! no lo-
1: lost is like the elves episode, the top secret episode, the six hours of Dave Chappelle that hasn't been released. The that's top, lost. What's a
0: top secret episode?
1: That was something Heather and I did that I didn't release because we did Tenet instead.
0: Oh, that's called unreleased content. That's lost. No, it's not. I think g- go fuck we your squirrels. <laughs> Rob, something's not lost if so you can easily. This is gonna.
1: It. This is gonna be my new favorite insult for you. Every time we have a disagreement, I'm gonna go go fuck your squirrels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's a beautiful squirrel son Those uh, bones, but man.
1: before we got to our questions I whatever we're calling it I did want to bring up the fact that um Zach in his original pitch for dancing dysentery I think that's what we're calling it um <laughs> he pitched stuck in the suburbs which was the other Disney Channel movie than Cheetah Girls that I had actually seen and uh, I think we both watched it right mm-hmm. yeah yeah I just wanted to do a little tidbit on that. I'm glad we're cutting it. I'm glad it's lost. Go fuck your squirrel. Uh, that th- this does not have as much dancing and music as the Cheetah Girls, Lemonade Mouth, and Teen Beach movie. Um, there is some music aspect to it, but it it doesn't fit the bill. I- is that why we cut it, or what do you have to say about uh, Stuck in the We audience? cut
0: it because it's, it's kind of dry. There's not a lot – there's goofy stuff that happens in it, but it's not as, like, over the top as everything
1: else we've discussed so far in the
0: series. Plus, I really want to talk about Wonder Woman 1984.
1: Uh, Yeah, we're doing a special episode at the end of this month, of course. Um, I'm glad you cut it, even though I I did watch it. We both watched it. I have very few notes on it. Um, My biggest two notes are basically, who doesn't love a good Brenda Song joint? I love Brenda Song. Um, the other thing is, Taron Killiam is a heartthrob? No way.
0: <laughs> He's pretty sexy in that movie.
1: No! No! Taron Killiam is a goober.
0: <laughs> he looks... They got him like with this like, pop star thing. He's pretty good looking in that movie.
1: I Go fuck your squirrel, Zach, as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. Um, I mean, I just wanted to mention uh, Stuck in the Suburbs, because we did watch it. Um, Daniel Panabaker, the lead actress, she's great in the movie, I think. I think she has, like, a lot to do. Um, I I think her mother, who is played by someone named Kirsten Nelson, I don't really know her from anywhere else, but she has a fantastic voice. Um, One of the little girls in, like, the clique of the Jordan fan base looks identical to Alan Cummings, and that's very funny. (laughs) Um, yeah, I know
0: she's talking about.
1: Other than that, I'm glad we cut this, Zach because I think uh, we, if if anybody hasn't noticed, it takes a lot of goofiness to stretch these Disney Channel original movies out to our usual cinemaities length, even though, you know Rob seems to Rob and Zach seem to carry the weight. I think this would have been our shortest episode ever if we did Stuck in the Suburbs. It probably would have been like fifty minutes long, because there's not a lot in this movie.
0: No. Hence why it got the axe.
1: Yeah. And and it's good to get the axe. And I, I like to bring this up because I like talking about, you know, the behind the scenes a little bit. But I think the last thing about Stuck in the Suburbs, did you think? And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put pitch a hot take for you right now. The little brother in Stuck in the Suburbs is the same little brother from Elves. <laughs> because the little brother in Stuck in the Suburbs is pervert oh, extreme. Yeah. yeah sitting yeah, in the yeah. girl's closet, jumping out and saying, I saw your titties. That's the Elves version. I'm tell the world you
0: have big boobs.
1: That big tits. was going to be the main Thing that i was going to discuss in that episode that we have pervert extreme little brother in this and the elves well, speaking of lost episodes the elves episode you know
0: the first elves episode is technically no i still have that i just never released it oh, well
1: i mm-hmm. yeah i still have it too it's never come out same as the like i said top secret episode the six hours the three other episodes Rob, of chappelle's Rob, show Rob. Go look up the definition for lost. It's it means lost something immediate. that cannot be found. It's lost in the sense that our audience can't get unreleased.
0: it. <laughs> it's unreleased. Unreleased episodes. I don't like just it. call it what it is. Call it what like it, it. it is, Rob. Can, can I content. just say
1: that at the end of Stuck in the Suburbs, um, which is a movie I did not really enjoy, I really did like the fact that the PA, Eddie... Um, the PA to Jordan, like the the main movie star, he becomes the pop star in the end. I really like that. That was a nice touch.
0: I was curious. The house that they're trying to save and stuck in the suburbs, is it the same restaurant location from Eating Raoul? At the end, <laughs> it looks like it. I'm not sure if it's the same style of house or if it's the same house.
1: I I don't know. I didn't find anything about that. Um, but that is a great connection. <laughs>
0: Paul and Mary Bland.
1: Oh, go fuck your squirrels! Uh.
0: <laughs> All right, Rob, Cinemati and or late night movie.
1: Uh, for stuck in the suburbs, let's do it. <laughs> no, no, no. For teen Teen Beaches. Uh, Teen. Are we doing? Well, are we doing these separate? Or are we doing them together? What's the? What's let's the uh, let, let's kinda... combine them because
0: I, I think it, I think you can't really watch the second one without watching the first one.
1: They yeah they they go together. Unfortunately, I mean.
0: I think the second one rides the first one's coattails. Is probably uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, okay. So I'm I'm really goddamn torn. Mm-hmm. I think for Cinemondies, I'm gonna say no. I think for Late Night, I'm gonna say yes. Cinemondies, I'm saying no because I think this falls into the same category as what we discussed with Lemonade Mouth. That this is actually a competent. Both of them, even though they're weird, which I'll get into with late night, they're competent decoms. So I don't think they fit the bill for cinemodities, even with the revisionist history at the end of the second one, you know. But late night? Oh my god, like, Zach, you finally hit the nail on the head that if I have somebody in my clutches late at night, and I have to show them something fucking crazy, and I put on Teen Beach 1 and 2 with the ludovico technique, you know, them strapped to the chair? <laughs> Fucking great, absolutely. Really? And the whole fact that they're going to well, I'm going to st- I would start the first movie. Even if they're not strapped to the chair, even if they're not ludovico technique, whatever. I'm going to start the first movie. Everybody that I could ever show this to is going to go, "Is that a squirrel?" And I'm going to go, "Yes. That's a physical squirrel in this movie." <laughs> and they will be invested for the remaining 310. I think the, the total runtime of both these movies, 310, three hours, 10 minutes. I am so on board for the late night for this.
0: Rob, I have a question. If they got an honest to God squirrel to perform on camera, why is it in the a body? I mean, that, that, because I,
1: I, it's been done before. Think of Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy, they had real animals in that movie. I, but not as the main actor. Not as the main actor, but I mean, that's Come why on, I think Rob. it's it a, a bold cinemati. move on Disney. Cha- it's a bold move on Disney Channel's part. It doesn't make it a cinemodity because once again, if if I say that this is a cinemodity because they had a a physical squirrel act in the lead role, I would have to say Cheetah Girl is a cinemodity because they had the f- fucking mentally handicapped Aqua. <laughs> and I can't do that representation. <laughs> is not odd. Representation is Rob, a good Rob, are you, thing. Are
0: you, are you equating a mentally handicapped person with a squirrel? I plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> There's so many uh, amendments for me to choose from, and not take the fifth. <laughs>
0: not no longer available on Netflix. Uh,
1: <laughs> but that's my answer, Zach. I would love to hear your thoughts on squirrel modities and late-night squirrel. <laughs>
3: Yes.
0: Uh, I'm going to say no to Cinematity, except for the last 10 minutes of Teen Beach 2. The last 10 minutes is a <laughs> Cinematity, and I'm also going to say no to Late Night Movie, because if I ever tried to explain to people why this movie's insane, um, the second one, um, other than Rob, nobody else would ever get it on the face of this earth. So That's I'm a really good point. No. Is,
1: this, is, this, is the conceit of this movie a challenge to people? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm. I'm glad we're in agreement because, I think, that, like I said, that's why I like it as a late night movie. That it is a challenge to the audience.
0: <laughs> it is. The first one's not bad. Second one, it's gonna get grating after a while.
1: I'm. I'm cruising for a bruising.
0: <laughs> Cruise. That's the thing. Like, there's some really memorable songs in the first one, and the second one, there's really no memorable like music. It's oh, just kind n- of there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even think we got into it, but the the mu- I mentioned at the start. I love the music. The choreography is also fantastic
0: except for the part in the second one where they're trying to make like an upside down smile turn upside like right side up oh, that's and, like the, the smile the outdoor cafeteria all.
1: Like, scene that's the stupidest yeah. fucking thing the first movie though when grace phillips does that hip bump on the 24 cent jukebox and then you got that dance up between the bikers and the surfers hell yeah
0: <laughs> all right rob what, what sort of snacks do you have in store for this movie
1: oh we gotta do snacks i mean well first of all I have to mention, I don't know if you remember this, Zach, but there was a time in my actual life, and if anybody could tell, uh, I was being a little goofy with the squirrel idea. This episode, I don't know, did you pick up on that, Zach? That I was being a little goofy.
0: It it was subtle, but (laughs) it was subtle.
1: It wasn't, you know. I I like to, I like to, you know, do my bits very subtly. Um, There was a legitimate time. In my life, which I think Zach has heard this story once before, but it was probably 10 plus years ago, that none other than Bumpa had a squirrel taxidermied. Do you remember this story? No. My grandfather, who we call Bumpa, of course, he uh, lives in uh, upstate New York. He lives out in the woods. And there was a time when he was having an issue with squirrels in his chimney. And he caught one of the squirrels, killed it, and had it taxidermied. And I will never forget that one year for Christmas, he gave me the squirrel's tail. <laughs> and he was and I was like, Bumpa, what is this? Because I'm a little weird kid. And I'm like, Bumpa, you're great. What is this? And he's like, I fucking killed the squirrel. Here's his tail. <laughs> I would love to sell taxidermied squirrels made by Bumpa, artisanal. Taxidermied squirrels made whoa, by Bumpa. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. He taxidermied it himself? Yeah. That's
1: that's I... Bumpa for you. He was like, I oh, fucking I hate everybody, especially the <laughs> and I'm going to taxidermy my own squirrel.
0: <laughs> that whoa, whoa. You
1: know Bumpa, Bumpa's so racist. <laughs> I hate and, no... and religious, I guess. Oh, my God. I I want artisanal taxidermied <laughs> Can squirrels. Can we bleep that, please? We'll probably will bleep that because <laughs> okay. uh, I love Bumpa and uh, he's still alive. I I we will never forget Bumpa. <laughs> no, but what do you think about taxidermied artisanal Bumpa squirrel? <laughs> like he explained to me, like well, there was like he gave this to me in a fucking box, like it was a weird cardboard box, and there was just a squirrel's tail, and he's like. Yeah, you know, I figured out how to taxidermy a squirrel and and I got still got its head. You want its head and I'm like, I don't know what you're telling me right now. <laughs> Do you still have the tail? Yeah, it's in my in my parents' house in New York. I didn't move with it, but it's uh, it's still there. I I actually keep it right next to in my my go box. Like I tell my parents if the house ever catches on fire, take this one box out of my room. This is everything I really care about. And no, Heck Boy is not in there. The lost six seasons are not in there. It's a picture of my mom's father and a fucking Bumpas taxidermied squirrel tail. And the fucking the other thing in this box is the goddamn mid nineteen nineties chicken nugget action figure from McDonald's.
0: The important things.
1: I have a weird history. And I'm glad to explain it to both Zach and our audience in this episode. <sighs> uh, but yeah, what do you think, Zach? I, I mean, you're getting too in deep into me. What do you think about Bumpa artisanal taxidermied squirrels for the restaurant gift shop?
0: Sure, Rob. Sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't want you to like rub yourself against them. Will it turn you <laughs> on too much? You're, you're into squirrels, apparently.
0: Just their cheeks, Rob. You like the
1: cheeks. Oh, just oh, okay. You just like the okay. I'm gonna hit up Bumpa and we'll say, Bumpa. You know, you still live in that same wooded place. You know, can you catch a squirrel? Oh no! I'll bleep that out. Oh, that was really weird. <laughs> That'll be a a little bonus thing that I saved just for ourselves. <laughs> Oh, my God. You and your squirrels, Zach. Uh, no, okay, so that was the first thing, artisanal taxidermy squirrels. There's, I think, in the first movie, at some point, when they go to the lighthouse, uh, where the mad scientist and the real estate mogul live, outside of the lighthouse, there is a not-welcome mat. Yes. I would love to have a not-welcome mat, not even for the restaurant, just period, for me. I love that idea. hmm. <laughs> Um, if we, if we don't do it outside of the front of the restaurant, because I think we've established there's a lot of work and ferry traveling to get to the restaurant, yes. at least outside of our offices at the restaurant, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think
0: outside the cool. man, like, like in this giant infinite void, Rob and I share like a cramped, like tiny, like broom closet office that we do, do all we the paperwork. Do we share in.
1: an office?
0: Yes. In, in infinite void, I, we have a, t- we have like a, we have like. like we
1: might have n- killed each other if we shared an office. <laughs>
0: It doesn't matter. We, we're like all restaurants. We have a manager's office. that's the
1: size of a broom closet. Okay. Okay. I think I say in the Cheetah Girls episode, I'm like, I'm like, deep down, Zach and I hate each other, but that's why we work so well together. I think I say that. Yes. <laughs> um, but the not welcome mat was really cool. Um, I would love, uh, just because I mentioned it earlier, the um, uh, granola bar is a pen from Brady. Anytime, you know, a customer has to sign their check because they paid by credit card at our restaurant, Um, if they ever ask for a pen, the waiter or waitress gives them a granola bar. (laughs) I thought that would be cool. And that's just another reason for our customers to stay in the restaurant forever. Um, And then I think the last one I have is... We serve red plutonium as a beverage in an Erlenmeyer flask because I'm pretty sure in the first movie, one of the villains drinks something and he's like, oh, this is pomegranate juice. And he's like, nope, plutonium. (laughs) Yep. Can plutonium be liquid? Do you know?
0: That's above my pay grade, Your Zach,
1: your your extensive squirrel knowledge, do you have any— concept of of can plutonium on the venn
0: diagram of squirrel knowledge and plutonium knowledge there's no overlap
1: (laughs) those were my big snacks uh i think that was everything i had actually so i'll throw it over to you please resist from talking about squirrels sexually that would be very (laughs) appreciated but please zach your snacks
0: all right i have an experience for the restaurant we need another (laughs) attraction
1: oh no no if it's about squirrels let me, bleep, let me mark it. I'm putting on the on the notebook right now. Bleep out from this time stamp to <laughs> X.
0: <laughs> All right. Considering the conceit of these movies is the idea that you can go into another movie. I am going to ask Rob and myself, what is a movie that we would like to go into for the Cinemati's restaurant as an oh. experience? Like what's something that's in our canon oh. that we've discussed? That, we've, that we could go into and other people, patrons of the restaurant could go into as oh an experience like God. our t- like our two characters in Wet Side Store.
1: This might be such a good question that I need to start a fucking tab <laughs> in the spreadsheet for. I love this question. And right off the bat, I want to go into Oddsack.
0: I, I knew you were going to say that. I, I, I knew Oddsack would, was going
1: to be, like, immediately. I would love to go or into or Oddsack. I mean, oh, jeez, but there's so— Will Oddsack comes to mind. Freaked. Freaked. I, would, I would love to have a backstory of Randy Quaid turning me into a freak. That'd be great. Uh, I would love to go into Frank Ocean's Endless. Help him oh, build goodness. that staircase. Hell yeah. Oh, 15,000 15, downloads, everybody. <laughs> that's that's our claim to fame. Um. Oh, God. What else is there? I, oh, I would love to talk to Linus Roach as the cult leader in Mandy.
0: Off-brand Cenobites.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're fucking chugging LSD. I would do that.
0: (laughs) Rob, remember, there's also bee stings.
1: Uh, That's probably why I do the xenobites, not the Linus roach. That's a good point. Oh, God, what else is there? I mean...
0: Giant Jurassic World dinosaur boogaloo? No. (laughs) No.
1: Fuck dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are stupid. Um, Rob, we go
0: into The Shining.
1: I don't... (laughs) I do not want to go into The Shining. That I would be very scary.
0: Womp womp
1: womp. Go uh, to doctor sleep. No, God, no. No, that that does not deserve a spot in anything. <laughs> period. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I haven't even I I, I want to pull up the spreadsheet because this is such a good question. I haven't even gotten to it yet, but I mean, I would love to be in the background of the eighteens music videos, not dancing.
3: <gasps> like I would yes! love to just be standing dancing. there
1: and with a very awkward position. <laughs> dancing. Um. What else Tomorrowland uh, oh, Fuck that, absolutely not Well, <laughs> no, actually, I would like to be in Tomorrowland So every moment of the movie I could scream at how stupid Britt Robertson is yes. I'd be like, you dumb you fucking know, bitch wait, wait, Put you your face the, back on <laughs> Did
0: you know that Princess Jasmine In Lemonade Mouth Was was up for the role of Britt Robertson In Tomorrowland? I did they not Brit know Robertson that instead. I did
1: not know that Now you do Okay Okay, I I pulled up the spreadsheet. This is this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever asked me, Zach. Um, uh, 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 Triple to Belleville. I would love to be Rob, in that because it's an animated movie.
0: You get one, <laughs> Rob. Everybody gets one.
1: Everybody gets one. What do you mean one? I just listed like five.
0: You got you don't get to get five. You get one. Pick I get, one. Don't. Okay, I
1: would. Okay. Oh god. You know what my you know what my probably number one. Thing is, I would love to be, and this is over all the others, I would love to be a character whose voice is portrayed by R. Kelly in Trapped in the Closet. I would love to be in Trapped in the Closet.
0: What a waste. That's what not a waste. A Trapped waste. in
1: the Closet is amazing. And even though R. Kelly is a fucking terrible person, he made the greatest work of sprezzatura in existence. And I want to be in it. I know what mine is. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, Zach. You wanna fuck a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's a Disney Channel movie, I can't do that.
1: I um, think that you you might go down in history, Zach, for the remainder of this podcast. You can never leave again. You can never take another hiatus because every time you're not here, I'm gonna say, Where's Zach? He's at the restaurant. Fucking a squirrel. <laughs> you you have you can never leave, Zach.
0: <laughs> all right, my choice. Is Wonder Chosen?
1: Would you want to be like? Who would you want to be in Wonder Chosen? I mean, like, I
0: don't know. You don't have to be somebody. It's like when, uh, Mac what Mac and you... Brady are in Team Beach Movie. They just show what do you up mean? and they and, and you they mess it up. You have to be somebody. No, I thought
1: Rob, you're you're you were gonna say you wanted to be Chauncey or something me. like that. Didn't the
0: song teach you anything from the movie? You got to be me.
1: Well, in my uh, future history or future history, Rob,
0: Rob, 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 Rob. we can go to Tenant. We can go to the world of Tenant and go through the uh, the turnstiles. <laughs>
1: I want to be one of the EMTs that's dealing with the plane driving into the fucking art gallery <laughs> hangar. <laughs>
0: exactly. You could be the art gallery man who runs out of the room.
1: Oh, my God. No, that's actually can be, a really You could be military
0: woman or scientist lady.
1: Who do we be in a movie? How do we revisionize? You could be Elizabeth
0: Debicki in spray tanning lotion on the floor of a yacht, yacht. be Elizabeth De- Elizabeth
1: too tall. <laughs> I don't want to be Elizabeth Debicki. We're all with a Bickey. No, she's so tall. I mean, <laughs> how are you going to be with a squirrel if you're that tall, Zach? <laughs> oh, my God.
0: All righty, Rob. <laughs> that is my contribution to the restaurant. Is that it?
1: You don't have any actual snacks?
0: What's Okay, you already said the plutonium. The only thing I, I can did. think of, and I thought about this from yesterday, I don't think I told Rob about this, I drove an hour to go get a Christmas ornament at a, a Hallmark in Middletown. You did not tell me we'll, that.
1: Okay, so, I, uh correction, Zach drove an hour to date a squirrel. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Zach well, got swiped well, well, right on Tinder, or squinder, which is Tinder for Squ- squirrels. Squir- no, do you mean... This is never gonna end, Zach. This might be better than Big Whiskey. Zach oh and his God. squirrels. There's more than one now.
0: Uh, You're a player. More- oh. you,
1: You're a player, Zach. You love your squirrels. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shaming yeah. you. You love your squirrels. Big bushy tails, big <laughs> eyebrows, puffy cheeks. Hey, hey, you've seen one squirrel. You've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening
0: <laughs> but while i was at this mall i saw a bunch of stuff i saw a bunch of people mostly like teenagers drinking like i don't know what store in the mall was selling these but like it was a
1: drink out of like a half pineapple oh like a like a pineapple boat like cut the long way or the short way
0: the that been like you know like like uh in the middle like like, in, like, and they had, like, a straw sticking out of it, and, like, everybody, I saw a bunch of people oh, with Oh, oh,
1: like a, like a, like you drink from, like, a coconut, but it was a pineapple? Yes. Okay, yes. Oh, gotcha. gotcha.
0: And I don't know why you would go to a freaking mall to get a drink like this, but I thought of it, like, in connection to a Teen Beach movie, and I'm like, beach, pineapple drink, the kids seem to love it, so why not? Interesting. Maybe that's what we put the children's size antifreeze into. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yes, I would like a children's-size antifreeze out of a pineapple. (laughs) We got you, sir. What
0: what movie did the the child-size antifreeze come from?
1: I don't remember the exact movie, but I do know in our history, years before the podcast, the child-size antifreeze came from shit-talking on Halo 2, if I remember correctly. Was it Halo? Yeah, I think when we were playing Halo and I was all gung ho, which I still am. Don't get me wrong. About killing
4: teammates,
1: (laughs) because the only good part about playing an online game is friendly fire. That we were talking to people like on mic on Xbox Live, going like making fun of them. And I think there was one bit we were doing where it was like you know, hello, like talking like it was a um a drive through, and I was like, can I get a child small antifreeze? That's where it started, yeah. I don't
0: remember that at all.
1: Oh, Zach. That was our our golden age of Halo and Guitar Hero. Yes. Guess what? It was before you found a squirrel. Oh, my God.
0: Guess what? (laughs) Chicken butt. Oh.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I I know it's come up. The the antifreeze stuff has come up. I don't remember when that's come up on the podcast, but – um, that's, it all comes from, you know, Hey, spoiler alert. Zach and I were friends before we started this podcast. If anybody didn't know,
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, Rob. So are we going to tell, I think we kind of already told them what we're doing next week.
1: Yeah. Um, stuck in the suburbs right now. <laughs> Wonder woman. Yeah. I mean, Wonder woman. Zach and I had a, a, a very a lengthy discussion before we recorded this episode about, you know, is it going to work that we can. Uh, record and release Wonder Woman in time. It turns out, yes, because we have nothing to do on Christmas. Ain't that fun, folks?
0: <laughs> I had nothing to do because of life circumstances and, and Rob is in isolation.
1: Uh, I, I guess. I mean, I the only thing I'm now considering is that you're going to hit me up two days before Christmas or whenever we're supposed to record, whether it be 25th or 26th, and go, Hey, Rob, you know, I met a nice squirrel, We're going to hang out. Maybe we should do a different episode. (laughs) Are there any good squirrel movies? Oh, my God. That's an actually good question. Are there good squirrel movies? Kristen Wiig dresses up as a squirrel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Quick, before. Uh. (laughs) Before we end this episode, before I stop this recording, I am. I just typed in squirrel movies into Google oh boy oh um, okay okay this is what comes up over the hedge from 2006 oh, okay. which i think is an animated mm, animal movie latte and the magic Waterstone. Mm, interesting i the the cover has two squirrels ice age of course we talked about the squirrel earlier uh, the nut job Oh yeah, I know that movie From 2014 Okay, okay, everybody tune in next week Fuck Wonder Woman We are discussing the 2015 PG rated movie Get (laughs) Squirrely I've never heard of this This is what we're doing I just clicked on it on Google Didn't open anything new That's weird (laughs) What the, holy, okay No Will Forte's in it MacGoover? John Leguizamo's in it! John Cleese is in it! Jim Cummings is in it! Okay, uh, so Zach, how do we end this episode? I I throw it over to you because you are the keeper of the December Dysentery series, Um, and I would love to know which song that you want to play us out with, because I know we agreed last time when we did Lemonade Mouth that it was going to be Determinate. Determinate, yes, thank you. I fucking edited that episode yesterday too, and I couldn't remember it. But what is the song that we end this week's on?
0: I want the song from the the, the final song in Teen Beach Two, where it's uh you call it "Daba Daba Daba Do Daba Daba Oh, the the
1: uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert song. What is it? Layla yes. Queen of the Beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
1: Layla.
0: I can't even. Make, I could not even. Good Lord, yes.
1: Okay, I I think that's uh, so. That's the one where they're all dancing in like the. The Beds of Trucks, right, at yes. the end? Okay, okay.
0: And I think at the very end of them dancing on a school bus.
1: Ah, sure. Um, well, with that being said, uh, this has been our Dancing Dysentery Plus series, De- December. Um, Zach, I'm so glad you got to pick this. I can't wait till next week. I'm going to complain about comic book movies. Um, I, I can't wait till our start of 2021. I'm very excited for that as well. Uh, We're going to talk about some good shit, and I think to lead this out, Zach is going to kiss a squirrel, and I would like to read an excerpt from the Wikipedia page on Camembert cheese. Brie is a similar soft cheese, also made from cow's milk. However, there are differences such as its origin, typical market shape, size, and flavor. Brie originates from the Isle de France, while Camembert comes from Normandy. Traditionally, brie was produced in large wheels, either 22.9 centimeters or 36.8 centimeters in diameter, and thus ripened more slowly than the smaller camembert cheeses. When sold... Brie segments typically have been cut from larger wheels, although some brie is sold as small flat cylinders, and therefore its sides are not covered by the rind. By contrast, camembert is ripened as a small round cheese, 10.2 centimeters in diameter by 3.2 centimeters, and fully covered by time. This ratio changes. (laughs) He left, he left the bush! Yes! I heard it! This is the only
3: time you Mama, I love you, mama, I you, mama, I love you,
2: I'm your I'm just a little bit I got Yes, I'm little Here, we see Now nope. no. look <laughs>